the college experience top 10 centers for basketball, college, and pro on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. The UFC is back this Saturday night, and MyBookie has a $49 risk free bet. And if you use the promo code SGP, you can get up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's mybookie.ag, promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Madden Mayhem, our Madden simulation tournament where we're giving away $10,000 in mybookie credits to the winners with the best brackets. Plus, you can bet on all the games, including live in game wagering. Get all the info at sportsgillingpodcast.com backslash Madden. Once again, that's sportsgillingpodcast.com backslash Madden. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. to the college experience. My name is Colby Swingin' Dantabase Dant, a.k.a. Pick Dundee. Hit him with it. That's not a pick. That's a pick. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> I love it. I love it, buddy. We're really getting the chemistry down here, I feel like. And if you're wondering, my co-host, who he is, what's the voice you're hearing out there in the yonder? In the wilderness. It is the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, a wailing and dealing. Give it up for former, former James Madison defensive back, current douchebag, Patty C, and the place to be. Hi, oh, woo, woo, muddy waters getting in on the action, man. Oh, yeah. Mm. How are you, pal? Buddy. This is the episode we've been waiting for. <laughs> Fiction can be funny. <laughs> Quoting Ace Ventura. Um, no, I mean, look, I, I mean, I've had a ton of fun doing the top 10 list. Yeah. What's great. It fires me up to like, even if I'm, I feel like, you know, we've debated something. I go home or I go wherever. And then I watch three games of certain players or four games and I was sitting there or wore a highlight tape and I, I'm texting you throughout the middle of the night. No fucking way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. yeah this guy's better. Look at this highlight. <laughs> it's bringing back that thing that happened at 12 years old that, that, you know, you let happen. Here's the thing that happens. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to go dark here for a second. Let's go dark. Okay. Supposedly, you know, you bury things in your past, right? And they become part of you, whether you like it or not. My sister was watching this documentary where this chick, right? Beautiful model, mm-hmm. borderline supermodel chick, right? Gets in a fight. I, it's I back in the eighties. Oh yeah. Colby knows, <laughs> Colby knows these it. types. Uh, <laughs> back in the eighties, she gets in a fight with her husband and like he drives off all mad and she like kind of runs up and like 
falls next to the car and it like rips her face off because the wheel like runs over her face and it like rips her off and like you know she's had to like the traumatic experience unearths like these other traumatic experiences that she had as a child you know and so and then apparently she remembers then at that point that she had been like molested by her father when she was four years old because it triggered the same kind of emotion that she had otherwise buried down Wild. you know crazy that the brain does that Sorry, we went dark there, but that's what's happened here. You feel molested. I feel molested by (laughs) this Michael Jordan documentary, right? It is like to me a night like look, and I still and you'll see this in a couple episodes when we do our favorite player or top not a favorite our top players of all time. I have been watching it, but I I mean it was the cruelest thing ever to me. To have that come out at the same time well, as the, quarantine. Uh, yeah, that's the, the the big, like, fuck you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you had to throw it out in the middle of a fucking quarantine. The We're only so sport thirsty you for get. sports. Yeah. And you produced it. Yeah. How about that aspect? I can tell you this, guys. Any documentary that is produced by the person that is... The, Portrayed what, in it? Yes. Yeah. Take with a fucking grain of salt. Yeah. Because look, there's always going to be, look, a documentary's job, it's like Michael Rappaport's post. And I, I retweeted that, but I thought it was fair. Because there's always going to be angles and decisions you make in film that, especially even from a neutral director. Yeah. Because you got to say, how am I going to sell this? What's the appeal? Right. Right? There's an angle at everything, right? Yeah. But when you have it in house on yourself, like that's like a biography. Yeah. Autobiography. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Um, and. It's just, it's tough to really validate because it's like, I believe he's the best player I've ever seen. But at the same time, it's pretty silly that you're doing a documentary on yourself. Right. And here's the thing. Here's what's going on is they're like touching on what actually happened and addressing it, you know, without revealing like what probably actually happened, you know, especially I haven't the, gotten to the gambling parts or even if they're going to address the gambling parts. Yeah, I think they do. They touch on it a little bit. I, I didn't watch the most recent, but episode. I believe that that would probably be presented in a way that says, yeah, yeah, he loved to gamble, but it wasn't really a fucking huge problem. I mean, and you can, you can say this. Craig Hodges has already been outraged at the way that they were portrayed. Uh, yeah. Former Chicago bull. Dude, he's fucking pissed off. All, all the bulls on, on Tony Kukoc has kind of said there's uh, he's gone out saying there's two sides to every story. Yeah. It would have been nice. Unfortunately, the Bulls GM that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kraus. Yeah. yeah. He, he's not alive to defend himself. Yeah. So, exactly. Um, but I'll say this also like Oakley. Uh, no, who is it? that got shot. Oh, Horace Grant. Yeah. Gets shot on. Uh, I haven't gotten all the way in, so I can't speak. I didn't see that, but supposedly I, he's okay. been called a snitch that like put, let out all the locker room secrets that were happening. Like Jordan punching other players in the face or whatever. Um, well, like Will Purdue, I think I do remember hearing that back in the nineties. I haven't, I haven't seen that in the documentary yet, but I'm not caught up to date, but I can tell you this, man, the Isaiah Thomas thing, everyone's saying, Oh, you're such a bitch. Wouldn't shake hands. And I get it from our perspective. Now you're like, Oh, you should shake hands. Yeah. But Larry bird came forward. I just watched, I put it up on sports scanning podcast on Instagram. Check it out. Dominique Wilkins says that Larry bird never shook my hand for 13 years. Yeah. And Larry bird basically said that I never shook anyone's hands. Yeah. Especially if I lost to him. I mean, shoot, that Lakers Celtics uh, 30 for 30 series yeah. made it seem like, you know, he was a complete asshole. To- yeah. But that's the edge that, that, that he needed to be 
I mean, we just watched a document. I mean, right. uh, 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 I you, think it does make him an asshole, but I think like I, but I, I, I think it also was what, what that's what Larry Bird was. He needed every advantage. He didn't have the God given advantages. Yeah. I think Larry Bird would create these things in his mind. Well, look here. Let me, let me, let me be fair here because I, well, there is a difference here because when Shaq did this to David Robinson and made up a story about David Robinson, denying him a signature, he basically is smearing David Robinson's reputation with a lie, you know, using some false admitted this lie. Yeah. Later on, you know, Shaq is, come clean and has like it turned around and become what seems like a pretty darn good person. You know, he was a complete Debo yeah. asshole back in the day. Agreed. I, I, he I pushes can... Chris Dudley to the ground and they call the technical on Dudley after throwing the ball yeah. when it should have been a technical on Shaq for pushing. Yeah. Him Sha- Sha- Still Sha- the a filthiest ass dunk that I, yeah. one of the best dunks. Yeah. Ever. yeah you know, you but, never want that to happen to you, yeah. <laughs> but Larry bird is different because he didn't like publicly smear this person. You know, he, he would publicly smear lame beer. You know, who deserved it? Yeah. Um, but, but even Dominique said, he goes, after that, he never talked shit to me again. Because he gained my, I gained his respect Yeah. after the way I attacked him Yeah. on the court, not verbally. Right, um, right. But we watched a, a video also where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said that's the best players ever played against. Bird. Yeah. And yeah. he goes, and uh, Abdul-Jabbar says it was his mind that made him so, so great. So to me, like, he was great at creating advantages like that. Yeah. Whether you see it as an advantage or not. Bird would create an enemy out of thin air, essentially. Yeah. And I think like that's a situation where he wouldn't shake people's hands in his head. He was a psychopath. Yeah. Like I, apparently like he would look at Magic Johnson's box scores all the way in LA the next morning. And if he didn't have better numbers then the, the next day that he was like, I'm getting better numbers. Yeah. I mean, petty as shit, but yeah, you drive yourself. Yeah. But that yeah. also was makes competition fucking great. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm probably watching those games from that era. I mean, I'm going to go old man Clint Eastwood on you. I, it, they're so much better than, dude, I watched the three jazz games the other day. Cause I, uh, I was trying to validate your Stockton Malone argument. Sure. And even though I don't agree with that, I can tell you, I'd much rather watch a basketball game from the Utah jazz in 1993 than anything currently. Yeah. Anything. It's not even close to me. It's been bad for a few years. Um, the last time there was really good basketball being played was, uh, the second season that Cleveland pay, played uh, Golden State when they ha- had a chance. In the finals, you mean? Yeah. But I'm saying, like, the Eastern Conference playoffs have been kind of a joke lately. Yeah. The, yeah. the majority of the playoffs haven't been yeah. as entertaining. The West is always pretty good, but that's ah, tough. I don't want to sit here and sound like it, but I, it, it's it's really the way I feel. I wouldn't tell you if it wasn't being authentic. Um so take that with a grain of salt or take that for what it, for what it is. Um, now the center's argument. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm intrigued to see what you have. Um, I think, I think, um, college was a bit challenging as, as I feel like it's always been with college basketball. Yeah. Fucking thousands of players, man. And, uh, overload and they almost get kind of hidden in college. I feel like, cause the game's not as exposed. It's, it's, uh, and again, uh, less opportunity to statistically differentiate yourselves. Yeah. You got zone defenses over a long period of time. You're sitting on the bench your freshman year, you know? Yeah. You got zone defenses. Like it's just in the NBA, you really have a more of a chance to, 
establish your brand and show what it is that you can do over the course of time and show yourself to be superior than other players. Whereas college basketball, there's too many confounding factors to really determine who's the better. But player. college basketball strategy to me makes it still basketball a hundred percent as purest. I think it's still basketball the way it was. Dude, I saw an interview and uh, our, our guy, uh, our guy sent this over. And even though I don't necessarily agree with the point that he made and we're going to address this soon, but our guy, a, a, Alex, AB crouch 93 posted like a uh, interview of uh Wilt Chamberlain talking about the game and the way, and it's, it's kind of like, it's always going to be the older per the older generation. While we say the younger generation isn't as good or and yeah. I'm doing it myself, but I truly believe that. So I'm not saying Will Chamberlain doesn't believe that, or, or maybe he did, maybe he didn't, maybe he was sour because they, they didn't get the coverage or the money that they did then. Yeah. But he argues that it, basketball was a pure game in the NBA when he was there, as opposed to now. And this is in the nineties. I think when he's getting interviewed, It'd be interesting to understand. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's more clear, obviously, as I've watched the game evolve during my lifetime to understand how it's changed, you know, and depending on your definition of basketball, um, I don't know that it's any more pure of a game. I think the superstar call is a little more widely accepted, although it was plenty prevalent yeah. in the nineties. Yeah. Um, no, they, they made it, they kind of did the NFL times 10 to me as far as they removed the hand check twice. It has right? become a less physical game. Yes. And uh, I think by rules you could see that, and then you know. Well, well, not only that, I feel like the they results don't show up on the box defense. score. Yeah, and you're going to hear this in my, in our best player argument, and, and I'm sure Alex is going to hear a lot of this because, um, defense of three seconds is to me horrible for basketball. Yeah, you're no charge zone is in horrible for basketball. Your own position defending the hoop, you have to yeah. move yourself yeah. out of position and defend your hoop. And, and then, when you mix those two with the, the the hand check things, I think it's just really opened up and changed the game drastically. Defensive three seconds is maybe the stupidest rule I can even think of. No charge zone is pretty fucking bad. Yeah. No, we can't reward good defense, and they'll they'll and they say injuries. I I would love to see someone go in detail of all those games and show me how many injuries happened on a. On a charge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bullshit reason. That's a bullshit fucking reason, dude. Um, but anyway, having said that, look, I'm so sports deprived right now. I'd watch goddamn fucking, I'd watch a fucking skipping rocks on ESPN right now. Yeah. Actually there was spitting. You see Kyle said us that. Yeah. <laughs> they got a lot of wild stuff going on Jesus, on ESPN right man. now. They're just struggling for. They had to lay people off. They just didn't tell people, right? Right, probably. They had to. Got to figure. They had to. Anyway, top ten centers was was fun, but uh, college was extremely challenging. I feel like. Um, NBA, I felt all right. I felt like there's a big gap between, and maybe this is old school me. I feel like there's a big gap between. F- I'm going to say five or six and the rest uh, in the NBA. Yeah. And I even think there's a gap from four. Yeah. After, after four. four, but even five and six, I feel like our five might be on a higher level. And uh, I, I think five's on a different level than six. Well, I think I have them reversed from, if I understand where you're coming from on okay. this, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, um, 
I'm intrigued to get into this then because um, it's unfortunate to me. Like I would really like to see a, a league dominated by centers some, but let's start with college basketball where they keep it. They keep it better in my opinion. Yeah. I'm th- uh, yeah. I'm throwing the ego up in the air, but I believe it. There I believe go. it. Dude, I was reading about the John Wooden classic and UVA and Georgetown going down there. And I'm like, Oh man, I can't wait. When is that? Is that this coming year? November. Oh man. November buddy. buddy. Might be early December. I think we'll it's see you guys November. in Anaheim. Yeah. Come on out. Um, number 10 college basketball center of all time. Um, and look here, here's where it starts to become a little bit of an issue. Um, because some of these guys I saw more than others, you know, well, that's the problem with college basketball. When you have 300 some teams, you know, you get a, a minor bit of exposure. Yeah. And a guy like this, <clears throat> I obviously his, his, uh, draft credentials speak for themselves. Uh, his statistics in college speak for themselves, but, uh, Jim McElwain. <laughs> I didn't get to see him enough. My computer's going really <laughs> slowly right now. I am talking about one Utah Ute, uh, and Michael Doliak. <laughs> no. Oh, cause he, he could ball a little bit. Doliak could, ball. Oh, you're going Bogut. I'm going Bogut. Okay. Yeah. Bogut had a nice two year run, um, with, uh, 13 and 10 and then 20 and 12. Um, so, uh, solid consensus, all American, um, you know, a, a contributor and obviously had pro, uh, potential as the number one pick in the draft, never quite panned out to be worth that number one pick. Won a championship, maybe two in golden state. I know for sure one. Yeah. But what, so what was his best college year? You said. Uh, his sophomore year, he was good for uh 20 and 12. Damn. That's pretty strong. Yeah, that is pretty strong. And you're making a case for me to get this guy off my list. Okay. But God damn it. I want him on this list because I'm hoping that your oldest brother is listening to this. All right. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I know you have a special place in your heart for this guy. So I just want to do this as more of a power play than actually thinking he's the tenth best center. Well, let's uh, let's play along. Yeah, let's let's just go for it. The tenth best center in college basketball of all time (laughs) is Brian Cardinal. Tell us about Brian Cardinal. Four years as a starter. Four years, double digits, points. Ten point six, twelve point zero, eleven point four, thirteen point nine. Senior years, averaging fourteen points a game. He's also knocking down a good six boards, two point four assists. And uh, 2.0 steals. Two point th- junior year, 2.3 steals. Again. Brian Cardinal, a thief. Mm. Robin Hood. He's a thief and he stole your oldest brother's heart. <laughs> All right. Okay, I really am not going to put Brian Cardinal, but damn it, I want to do that. <laughs> He's a great player. He's an NBA champ. He deserves to be recognized as an NBA champ. He is an NBA champ, but he hit big buckets sometimes in that series. He hit f- wide, some wide open threes when the rotation came to him. There it is. Brian Cardinal will be heard forever and ever and ever in the sports world. I want you to send that to your brother. Um, <laughs> I'll go Andrew Bogut too then, because I, 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 you know what, actually, what is Michael Doliak stats? Because Michael Doliak was a guy. I had some guys on my honorable mentioned, but I didn't even think about Michael Doliak. Brian Cardinal, 13.9. Uh, not much of a rebound there. Well, he was athletically l- limited. Yeah. 
Sure. But Michael Doliak, if you don't recall, uh, at Utah with Keith Van Horn at the same time playing the playing the center spot. Pull he, up those stats. He might need to be mentioned now. He was good for uh sixteen and seven, uh his junior year or senior season. Yeah. He was a good player, man. Uh but I guess I'll go Bogut too. Give me Bogut as my tenth best center. Center is a challenging position to find ten centers. I had yeah. it's a real drop off. Let me yeah. uh, I'll throw some uh uh, should we throw some honorable mentions out there? Yeah. Look, Demarcus Cousins uh, probably would certainly be higher, although his stats aren't incredible, but decent stats for one season. Uh, Kelly Olnick made mine. Um, it, how close is Jay Huff to top ten centers to you? <laughs> Jay Huff, if he goes for twenty and uh, fifteen this coming year, will be uh, top ten. But since that's not going to happen, no way he goes for twenty. But remember, we watched that Miami game where he started out the game with the first seventeen points of the game. Yeah, <laughs> pretty incredible. That's fucking. And he had 10 blocks against Duke this year. Yeah. The game winner. Yeah. What would have been the game winner? He blocked. Yeah. He, he went off and that was against uh, what the consensus, like top basketball player in the country at the time. Um, he'll huff and he'll puff and I'll blow the house down. That's right. Another one very recently this past year that maybe, maybe just recency bias here. Luke, oh. Luca Garza. You know what? I'm removing Andrew Bogut. Who are you putting? Putting Yinkadare. <laughs> Yinkadare, I love it. I want to see his college stats. How did I forget Yinkadare? Cherokee Parks and Joachim Noah round out my honorable mention. How did I forget Yinka? Yinkadare was supposed to be Dikembe Mutombo 2.0. Oh, I love Yinka's name. Rest in peace. I think he passed away. Ah. Out of George Washington. We remember. In- oh, he's better, dude. He's getting 12 and 10. And 15 and 10, and then he came out early. That's the problem, probably, is he came out early. Yeah. Shooting 55% from the field and 53% the from the field. I'm putting Yinkadar. That was when uh, George Washington was a pretty decent they went. They, they went deep in the tournament, man. Hey, but let's be honest. Can we talk about that for a second? I'm glad you mentioned Yinkadar. He deserves a little shine. Can, can, can we talk about how that's what's great, and that's what I want college football to get to? Is geographically. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, San Diego State, it's a crime what's happened to their season. Even though they they kind of lost a couple of games down the stretch, they had as good a shot as anybody. I think you could really, I'd say maybe Kansas and Dayton were a tier above, but I still yeah. feel like they were f- vulnerable. Yeah. It's a tragedy what's happened for, for everyone, for Dayton fans. I couldn't imagine the pain. <laughs> Yeah. That Dayton Your fans best have team in fucking probably forever. Yes. Just gets their canceled season canceled. And then the best player is going to be the second pick in the draft. As far as what I read on, on CBS yeah. the other day. Um, it's all, that's a tragedy, but I'm sitting there in my head. I'm like, man, San Diego state's been, they've been to the sweet 16 lately in the past like decade when they had Kawhi Leonard and stuff. Right. Yeah. They've had, they've been a good team. They've been relevant. Like, isn't that great that like San Diego can get behind that? And then it's like, that's what makes college basketball to me the most efficient and most, it's a large playoff where all across the a United States mid majors, several mid majors are very much at the forefront of the national championship conversation. Oh, but even, even if not like you saw UC Irvine, you don't have to go that far. San Diego to Irvine, 40 miles, probably. Yeah. They went to, they've been to the tournament a few times. Lately, but they, they, they beat Kansas state when they were a high seed and they almost beat Oregon. 
I'm saying you 40 miles to find another fan base that can get excited. Probably a little more than 40, but really maybe 80. Okay. Yeah. Depends where in San Diego, San Diego County's fucking gigantic. That's true. Um, there we go. Got a thumbs up from my, I'm excited to have this next guest on, uh, coming up for the sports gambling podcast. I'm really excited. Beautiful. So, um, anyway, what I was saying was, uh, then you go and you say, Hey, well, how far is Irvine from LA? Probably 30 minutes. Yeah. And then you can go LA. Wow. You got USC's made it to a, uh, I think an elite eight in the past, in the past 10, 15 years. Right. Yeah. Uh, UCLA has won a national championship in our lifetime. They played for a national championship in the early two thousands. I think twice. Yeah. And then you, you scoot up the, or even if you go West, I mean, if even if you go East UNLV in our lifetime, yeah. Made the tournament made, made not, I'm not even talking the LJ years. They've made, they've had wins in the past 10, 15 years in the tournament. You can go across the United States doing this guys. Everyone's got a uh, voice. Yeah. It's a dog so, that's what fight. makes it so fucking great. Yeah. And that's why, dude, I've been to Vegas for those first rounds in March Madness. And that's really the, 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 the thing. And I think college football. Yeah. Obviously I want a 60, 14 playoff, but I think, and people <laughs> laugh at me for that. I do. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah. But to me, until you don't have rep- representation from a, from a country standpoint. Yeah. I'll keep pushing it because I see it and I see there. What makes it so magical is it's when a nationally, you know, you have a connection to it. It's America. Yeah. This is all our fucking country. Yeah, we're getting we're getting uh, red, white, and blue stars and God bars. Darn it, I am. It's <laughs> first time I said darn it on this podcast. Um, Tame Colby Dan over here. I'm just saying, man, come on. But that was the American thing to do. Come on, man. You got you got North Dakota State deserves a shot in these games. You know what I mean? Like you could just spread it out, man. That's right. Let the what's wrong with getting more people excited? A land of opportunity, people. A land of equal opportunity, not and, the land of if, the fucking yeah, the money. Fucking, yeah. Well, it is that too, but not yeah. the land well, of I everyone gets. gets one. But it's fairness, the, fairness. Yeah. Then what is the American dream? That anyone can go here from any background and, and, and with a lot of hard work and a dream and some dedication, you can prevail, right? Let's reinstitute those principles. Uh, this, and is, this is the our deepest culture. Yeah. I'm getting on the college experience ever. There you go. But we need it. We need patriotism right now, Colby. I'm all on board, man. You are fucking in Russia. They're throwing doctors out of windows. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Someone's on a conference call talking about the coronavirus. They're throwing them out of a fucking window. Allegedly. Jeez. Um, we need to do that with the college football playoff committee. Throw them <laughs> out the window. <laughs> oh, fuck it around. Okay. Uh, so with my, that's why I have Yinka Daria at number 10. <laughs> Very nice See transition there? there. Yeah. So, and Smooth. God bless George Washington. All right. There you go. You got this movement today that's shitting on him because ah, oh, he, he might have had some some problems. Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't a uh, friggin' Harvard grad that that had the internet at every fucking yeah. drop of a. That's uh, right. Yeah. People think about you right now, and when vegetarianism overruns the fucking earth, and everyone says, "Hey, guess what? We learned how to." Uh, talk to animals because we can read each other's brains now, which is like actually happening. Like they just yeah. came out with a technology that, uh, so you tell me my girlfriend can, can read my brain. If she uses this technology, probably in the next 10, 15 I mean, I don't years, I have a girlfriend, but I'm saying right. allegedly 
Well, she would be shocked with the filth that's going on in there, I'm sure. She's like, why is he thinking about Rick Fox? <laughs> why, why is it 3 a.m. and well, he's thinking about Rick Fox? I'm in lingerie, <laughs> and he's still thinking about Rick Fox. Well, that's too too pretty of a dude to, to say, though. Yeah, It'd be like, why is he thinking about Jay Hilgenberg? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, who the fuck is Jay? She'd have to Google Jay Hilgenberg. She's like, I don't even know how to spell Hilgenberg. What the fuck? <laughs> She's telling her girlfriends, who's Jay Hilgenberg? Right. I'm reading his brainwaves, and there's some 330-pound offensive lineman fucking covered in grass stains. Who's Bronco Nagurski? Sweetheart, who's Bronco Nagurski? Right. I'm putting up Instagram photos, and all he's thinking about is Bronco Nagurski. Mm. Oh, God bless. We're God idiots. bless sports. All right. So all right, my get- number nine. He's a one-year guy. One year guy doesn't make the list uh, very often. In fact, there's only a couple of them on my list. This guy was really special in his one year. Jaleel Okafor. Dude, he almost made my list, but the one year cost him. Yes. NCAA champion consensus, all American Mm. 17.3 points and 8.5 boards. Good, but not amazing. You were sold that he was going to be great in the league. I I thought his game would translate a little better. I thought, you know, I saw a guy like, um, now I want to look up his pro stats, but uh, who's the the Frenchman that played for the Spurs a few years back? Uh, kind of uh, big, soft. Guy? No. Oh, now you're talking Boris Diaw. Boris Diaw. He, I like Boris Diaw. Okafor kind of reminded yeah. me of a bigger, smoother Boris Diaw. Well, I don't know about smoother Boris Diaw, but similar. He didn't have no jumper like Boris. Boris Diaw could hit like an 18 foot. Yeah, Boris Diaw is nice. Yeah. Um, the European players, they got those fundamentals down. Yeah. Boris Diaw, good passer too. Yeah. Boris Diaw was Boris Diaw. I saw take over a game. Like it was one of these games when uh, Spurs were getting blown out in the playoffs. I think I remember that. They were down by like 25 and Boris Diaw single-handedly brought them back to within like four points in like a six minute stretch. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? He was an underrated role player, man. Yeah. Very underrated. Yeah. 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 That was a deep team they had. Um, by the way, shout like I said, Yinkadare. I I I haven't pulled him up yet, but because I, I think he died. Yeah. But shout out, and I don't really know Tarnish's legacy if he did die. You know, God God rest his soul. But I will say, one of the more hilarious moments is apparently he got cut by the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, his NBA career was a a, a fucking really bad failure. Let me see. Jaleel Okafor, by by the way, started out seventeen points a game and then immediately. In the NBA? Yeah. 17.5 points First per year. game, his rookie season, and then proceeded to do nothing after that somehow. What? Yeah, weird. They got the tape on him. Right. Someone figured him out. Adjustments. Yinkadare, uh, four-year NBA career, uh, all four years with the New Jersey Nets. He got traded to Orlando. Okay. He gets cut by them in, in, in their preseason. Yeah. But uh, ransacks their team photo. How's that? Apparently they keep going to shoot it and he, and he jumped in. He jumped in the fucking photo. Cause it, apparently he got cut. I guess that I'm assuming I'm making this up right this now. This is amazing. But I know that this happened where he actually had to be taken out by security. He <laughs> was like, kept no, jumping into the roster. photo as a fuck you to the Orlando magic. And I think he might've even stole some uniforms or something. Nice. So you could die. Did he die? Did he die? Um, I think he died, man. Seven foot two sixty five really had a lot of potential. You know what, man? If this guy, st- this is a classic example. Most times, I always say, "Get your money." 
shit. Even in Yukidara's case, I'd say get your money. Yeah. But God, God, this guy was athletic. He, if he could have, if he just could have been coached for a couple more years. Yeah. 2.1 points per game, 2.5 rebounds per game. I'd say you could have stayed up. <laughs> he also might not have had the will to, to, to want to win. Like, like Olajuwon had that. <clears throat> yeah. Like, well, I think especially like if you haven't, I'm doubting he played like a ton of basketball yeah. wherever he was yeah. originally from. Um, so you got to develop a little bit of a feel for a game and a little bit of a love for the game. Kenny Anderson. I think it was, they called him stink Dare on the, on the nets. Very clever. Very clever. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to take over your 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 shine for Okafor. No, no, no. I and there's that's about all I have to say. I just thought jumping into team photos. <laughs> how do you not address that? Because that's fucking hilarious. That's amazing. I'm trying to pull up my computer's going. That, that reminds me of a comic I know. I wish you had met him before. Maybe you have. Small chance you have, but I doubt it. Okay. He's a lot older than me. His name's Ed. Shout out to Ed. I don't know if he wants his story out there. Okay. I think he wouldn't give a fuck knowing him, okay. but just in case Ed used to be a weatherman in Vegas and he got essentially, they went with like the minority hire. Yeah. From This is from his side of the story also. Yeah. So not only minority hire, also women, they got a woman, yeah. a black woman, I think to do the weather. Yeah. He'd been with the company like 10 or 12 years or something. Yeah. He's pissed. He finds out about it. So he draws dicks all over the projector. Nice. Class. So when it goes <laughs> to put the projector on for the weather, <laughs> there's dicks. Beautiful. So he gets 86 from doing weather throughout like the whole country. Oh man. He couldn't do weather anywhere. Brutal. So that's how he got into stand up. <laughs> <laughs> you see the type of people I'm dealing with? <laughs> Class. Like. See my pals. See good, my friends. Good, good people. People that don't take shit. Look. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing about the world, people. There, you can you can be the type. Of, you got to find the balance, right? You got to be a person that doesn't take shit. Maybe you're one of these born people that like to take shit or take it up yeah. the ass and whatever someone <laughs> says. That's not uh, figuratively speaking. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're one of these people that can take take it and, and and not be upset by it. If you're not one of those people, stick to your guns. Because you're the type of person that's going to win in the end. You just have to navigate. You're going to fail a little more, you know, but you're going to navigate the fucking system and all the pitfalls. And then at the end of the day, once you've navigated the pitfalls, you're still not the person who takes it up the pooper at the end of the day. You know, it's like Charles Bukowski. You ever read Charles Bukowski? You got to fucking read. I've read a little bit of him. He's a great writer and he's dead. And he was a fucking uh, unsuccessful person for a long time, but towards the end of his life, he got very successful. Yeah. And he was also a raging alcoholic and a hilarious human being. Yeah. And there's a point off topic, but since you're talking about getting railed in the ass, he gets thrown in jail, I think for, <laughs> for being, for being drunk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently like they go for him right away. Yeah. And he, apparently his asshole was so bad. He writes about it in his book. <laughs> <laughs> no one was, no one wanted to touch it. Good for, forever, <laughs> for like everyone, he was like, dude. Luckily, my my asshole is like so filthy. Like every, it got around the whole prison. That like uh, like this guy has. <laughs> he's an untouchable. Well, he's like they never went that far because they're like, good God, you put your close. pants back on, dude. Like, 
<laughs> oh, looks like a wet blanket. You know what I mean? Like anyway. And with that, I tell you my ninth best center. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, did you give me your ninth? I did. Okay. Who was your ninth again? Jaleel. That's right. Yeah. My ninth is a guy military haircut would have fit in perfectly in West point. He's my number eight. I'm talking Eric Montross. Yeah, buddy. Dude, don't, don't you look back and think, wow, what a time to be a tall white guy. <laughs> the 1980s and nineties, John Conkak was the third pick in the draft. Yeah. You could get away with it. Then Jim McElvain got like a $70 million deal from the Seattle supersonics military. Look just like a uh, Montross in a way. Yeah. Not a very skilled player. <laughs> Randy Brewer with the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves and Milwaukee bucks. Paul, Paul, uh, what is it? Malaski or Maleski? I can't remember. Um, I mean, there's just, we can go on and on and on. Yeah. They just stole money. Stole. I mean, you could even say Dudley, but he had a little skill. Dudley was so bad on offense. I feel like we got to throw him in there, but I will say he was a great rebounder. Good at block of shots and he could take a charge. Yeah. He's a little bit better. Yeah. A little bit better than those guys. He did get an eight, like the Blazers threw out some big bucks for him. Good for him. Greg Good for Kite. Dudley. Those guys like, man, some of these guys really cashed in. I, you know, it's funny. Cause, uh, I'm, I heard a comparison as to, you know, the, the modern, the kids, so to speak of this era, you know, looking back at nineties films, like the way we would look back at like seventies films, be like, yeah, oh, you're playing against a bunch of unathletic, tiny white guys. Right. Uh, the kids these days are calling the players in the nineties plumbers. <laughs> playing against a bunch of fucking plumbers. <laughs> I feel like I do John as much Contact as I defend have been a plumber. As much as I defend that era. Yeah. And I would easily take on any argument with anybody. Yeah. About today's era and that era. Sure. They got a point. They got a fucking point, bro. Yeah. yeah. There were some fucking plumbers on those on, in the league back then. Black and white. Yeah. Black and white, man. It, being it being a, a goon was uh a full-time job. That's what I'm saying you look at Dwayne Coswell, you're like, that guy could be a fucking plumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's there for a hard foul and a fuck you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that was his job. Mm-hmm. I prefer that type of league though. Now I don't prefer like, obviously like, I feel like it was outrageous for some reason. They, you should never give $70 million to a guy that can't score five points. <laughs> Is that what Dudley got? Like 70 mil? Oh, Dudley probably scored a little more than five points. Oh, McElwain. Those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Even Conkak, third pick in the draft, he probably got a nice deal. Yeah. They took John Conkak. Let's just, just because I, I, just for fuck's sake, I want to say Conkak went in like 84. You want to talk about your all time worst draft picks? <laughs> Let me see here. I want to say he went in 80, 85. I'm sorry. 85 from SMU. John Conkak. You want to talk about the importance of winning the draft lottery. Wasn't Ewing in 85? Uh, by the way, Conkak went fifth, not third. Okay. But still, that's a lottery pick. Yes, Ewing went first, and he shouldn't have went to the Knicks, but they NBA definitely cheated. John Conkak was picked over, first off, what's great is they took two huge white centers back-to-back. Conkak went five. Joe Klein went six. <laughs> They took them. The, check out the next three players: Chris Mullen, Detlef Schrempf, Charles Oakley. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Further down is Carl Malone. <laughs> oh man. With the thirteenth pick, Carl Malone. See, and Mel, man, I'm all on the, your side on this one. I don't know how any scout can get sent out 
and say, Hey, this Concat kid is going to be better than Malone. <laughs> Meanwhile, Concat has an 11 year career in the NBA. Cause he's huge and he can block shots. Four point five points Dude, per game and five rebounds. Look, per game. look at this draft for centers. It's so crazy. The way the NBA has changed. Keith Lee went 11. That's not a tall white guy. It's a black dude. But then at 15, the Blair Rasmussen is taken <laughs> and Rasmussen actually had more offensive game than Conkey, but it's unbelievable that he went with the, the 15th fact pick. That you have ever seen any film of Blair Rasmussen play for the Denver Nuggets is unbelievable. Then with the 16th pick bill Wennington, who actually wins some championships with solid. the bulls, yeah. but he wasn't like a true scorer. Yeah. He's never going to get you 12 and 10, Yeah, which is unbelievable because it's amazing that all these centers I'm looking. And by the way, by, by Bill Wennington's pick, the 16th pick one, two, four, five, six, seven. He, Bill Wennington's the seventh center by the 16th pick. Crazy. Well, with the 17th pick, another center gets taken. Ooey blab by the Dallas Mavericks ended up playing with the Spurs. <laughs> Ooey blab. Ooey blab. You should Google image this guy <laughs> That's because he looks fucking hilarious. All time name right there. So that many centers <laughs> went by the 17th pick. Man, that's what eight centers by the 17th pick. It's almost it's like the they didn't know what the hell they were doing. Well, it's almost, that's definitely because by the way, Manute bowl goes in this draft later. I mean, th- there's a center taken every fucking pick. Well, much. that's how we, we were talking offline about this. That's how the game was played back there. It, but still, I would still say like there's athleticism and there's, you can grab a tall guy that can foul you anywhere. Yeah. I mean, why wait? Why waste a first round pick when you know, like, like put Louie Blab, Bill Wennington, and Blair Rasmussen were all picked the three picks right before Joe Dumars. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Further down in that draft is AC Green, Terry Porter, Terry Catledge, good player, good power forward before the knee injury. Um, Tyrone Corbin was a solid contributor in the second round that went hot. Rod Williams went 45th. Gerald Wilkins, last pick in the draft. Talk about the best pick of the fucking draft. Yeah. Gerald Wilkins could play some ball. I'll tell you what, during the nineties, I was convinced that there was no less important position on the court than the small forward position, just an utterly like kind of unimportant position. The bulls were a weird team to be featuring a two and a three as their uh, two best players. Um, it was all about the center and the power forward and basically the big guys back then. So, yeah. um, now, when you look at how the game has changed, the the small Three, forward yeah. is is the key to the game. So well, all that's affected when you get rid of a defensive three seconds, you change the charge zone, and obviously with the uh, with uh, the hand check rule changing too. But by the way, apologies to Jared Wilkins. He was the last pick of the second round, which would be the last pick today. There was three rounds in in the, in nineteen eighty five, and another great player ended up being. But shout out to the third round, Sam Mitchell, solid contributor, Michael Adams, the bullet point guard that dropped 54 points in a game before Arvita Sabonis. Hey, but are we doing a review Spud of the Webb, 1985 Battle. draft here? Check us out. Last pick at uh, three rounds. Yeah. Mario Ellie. Nice. That's there a is value down at the bottom of the draft. Uwe Blab went like 15th. <laughs> Mario Ellie's going like I'm 100. I'm glad you're saying the name Uwe Blab over. <laughs> Did and you over. Google image him? Uh, my computer's. Uh, fuck your computer. Fucking crawling right okay. now. Next up. Um, was I supposed to give my number nine? Yes. Eric Montross, which was your number eight? Yeah. 
So my number eight is a guy that, uh, well, he made Patty C's top 10. Zach Randolph. Very nice. Didn't make my college. Uh, no, he made your top 10 power forwards of all time, which still is. I'm sitting here in awe. Z uh, Zebo baby. Give the man his due. Tell me about, uh, tell me about Zebo in college. Let me tell you something. Michigan state for a solid, even now, but for a little bit while, like for like a good 20 years there, they were bringing in these bulldogs, Draymond green, uh, him. I'm forgetting other ones, but even Mateen Cleaves, their game was, uh, uh, with Jason Richardson kind of didn't fit their normal style. Yeah. He was a little too much of a athlete, but I mean, the rest were like dudes that will beat you down and grind on you. Yeah. They used to have a dude named Jamie Fike. I think his name was, let me see if I can just so I know I'm right. Might've been late nineties. Jamie Fike. They put a beating on you. I just, and he made the NBA after it too, man. Yeah. Jamie Fike. What year was he? 2001. 2001. Um, Michigan state. That's that's similar to their football program. When you, when you wear the colors green and white, you kind of can't be a finesse team. You're, you're pretty much relegated to being a physical. What are you saying about Sam Donald and those New York jets? I'm saying they're just going to be a shitty team. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Give me your number seven. My number seven is is, it seven or yeah. Seven is another one year guy. I think he's the only, the last one on my list. John Concac. Uh, no, oh. <laughs> a little before our time. Although <laughs> Concac certainly would have been on our list. Um, no, this is a uh, number one draft pick. He hasn't quite panned out in the pros, but he had a monstrous single season at Arizona recently. Mm. I'm referring to, of course, DeAndre Ayton. He didn't make mine because of that. One year, the one year thing, I tried to stay away from. No, it's understandable. I tried uh, to stay away from it. But he was good for uh, 20 and almost 12 with two blocks in that first year. He has the body of a true NBA star center. Um, it's a little surprising that his game hasn't come along because uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe he hasn't had much. Uh, Matters where you land, who's coaching you. Yeah, and maybe his background. Yeah. He's been reliant on his athleticism. Like we said, there's plenty of examples of those. So he may be a few years away. So my number seven is a guy that made my top 10 power forward list. Yeah. At a chapel Hill. He played center in college because college is undersized. You know a bit. What? I stand corrected. Deandre Ayton has, has had a good year this past year. What's he went he, 16 he and 10 his first year. I'm an idiot. For some reason I thought he was terrible this year, 19 and 12. DeAndre Ayton. Why are you hating on him, man? I don't know. Why am I hating on him? Whoa. <laughs> Hello. My number uh, seven is Rashid Wallace. Played center in college. Yeah. I confirmed that by going and checking a bunch of shit. Nice. Uh, and he was just as dynamic as a as a as a college player than as a pro player in my mind. Yeah. Oh, he was definitely a big dog in college. Yeah. So um could hit all the shots. Duke Carolina rivalry was amazing. Especially those years. Yeah. Um, they actually, I think Carolina actually was the better team in that st- stretch, but, but they didn't sweep them. That's how good the rivalry is. Those were kind of like down years for Duke 95, 96. Yeah. And they still, I think split. 
No, hold on. I want to pull up his stats. I'm, uh, I just drew a blank on who we're talking about. Sorry. Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace. I want to see what he did. Yeah, but you're right. There's 90s. Uh, 95 Duke, I think, is the one that didn't make the tournament. I think that's where that rivalry really became what it was during the 90s. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Late 80s, it started to. Yeah, started to get Probably when I first got into it. Allah Abdul Dunabi and, and Danny Ferry, <laughs> Johnny Dawkins. Those guys going head to head with Kenny Smith, J.R. Reed. When was Duke Joe first Wolf. competitive uh, for a national championship? Mid to late eighties. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, Mark Allery days. What's his name? Rashid Wallace, good for sixteen point six and eight point two with two point seven blocks his sophomore year. So solid. He was a beast. Yeah, and it stood out on court when he would dunk. He wouldn't dunk like Eric Montrose. He'd dunk like, hey, that's a guy that's going to be good in the NBA for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, 65% from the field, completely dominant. Um, all right. So that was your number seven. Seven. So your number six, college. Because let's just get to pro. Let's just shoot these out. All right. Well, if I can get to it. Okay. Uh, big country, Bryant Reeves. Made uh, my list too. Yeah. A little higher? Not by much, but he's higher. Okay. Bryant Reeves. Took uh, his team to a final four. Where was he? Uh, Oklahoma State. State. Yeah, He's I want to say his uh, son is a Oklahoma commit right now. That's bullshit. Yeah, come on. Someone should send uh, what's our guy's name, the football coach Gundy, to talk to him right now. Yeah. Do do OK State basketball a favor. Although OK State basketball has a strong recruiting class coming in. Watch out for them Cowboys. Eddie Sutton's spirit lives on. Boom. The Cowboys getting it done. Yeah, Bryant Reeves. Had a stellar uh, basketball career. Dude, you take anyone to a Final Four, I'm not gonna con- I'm not gonna diss your uh, your ranking of the player. Yeah. So my number six is uh, where is it? Is that no? My number six is Brian Reeves. My bad. My number six is Brian Reeves. Um, Big country, getting her done, dude. Well, I mean, you go to a Final Four and he was dominant, even though. That's another one that got a big contract. Although I was like, he's not that athletic. When he goes in the NBA, he's going to struggle. Yeah. I still think he had like a 40 point game in the NBA. Big country. Yeah. Yeah. I knew his game wouldn't transfer. I mean, going to Vancouver is for a guy like big country, probably a blessing statistically, but obviously probably still living up there smoking that weed. Smoking that good, good. Bryant Reeves. I just want to see because I think he had like a 40-point game still. Hey, look at that. I closed Microsoft Word and my computer starts flying. Lovely. Um, Bryant Reeves. I want to see his college stats. I know he was averaging in the 20s at some point. Um, Dude, he had a great run. That team was good, man. 41 points in 1998 against the Boston Celtics. Nice. I mean, big country. He deserved the name. Humongous. If he didn't get injured, seven foot, are we talking about a guy who's not good? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but over a three, Dude, you scored 41 points in an NBA game. Shoot, man. You can't say that about Chris Dudley and about those other hacks. We're talking about John Conkak probably scored 14 in a game. 41 points <laughs> for a 275 pound fat man. Um, Three years in college averaging, thank you, uh, 20 and 10, 21 and Dude, 10. He averaged sixth. And 22 and 10. He averaged 13.3 points per game in his rookie year. Second year, he averaged 16.2. Big country, baby. Got a $61.8 million contract. All right, let's keep it moving. Highway robbery. My number five. Yeah. Frank Kaminsky. 
That's a good fucking pick. He didn't make mine, but he probably should. Yeah, I mean, he could. He he would talk about a guy who gets the big shots too. Yeah, was is, is his the they lost in the national championship? Right? Ah, there's some really bad. That's one where like, I'm not gonna say sternism, but a clear call, a pivotal call in that game. Clearly, clearly, clearly goes out on uh goes out on Duke and they reward Duke the basketball. Maybe, I'm talking yeah. like three minutes left, somewhere in the final like three minutes. Consensus All American. Um, Average 19 and eight his senior year. No, he probably needs to be on my list when I think about that. I give it. I forgot about him. I mean, he didn't have, he wasn't stellar his entire career. Well, my number five is the guy who was never, never stellar offensively, but he made an impact on the game. And I'm talking about Joe Kim Noah. Nice. Yeah, he did. And what was it? Two championships. He won. Those Florida? teams were pretty fucking good too. Billy Donovan certainly a huge part of that. Who else was on those Florida teams? Weren't they a little Mike, bit? Was Mike Miller on that team, or was that ninety? I know they had a few players on those Florida teams. Wait, wait, was that Miller? Because the Florida had a couple different runs where they went somewhat far. Florida lost. Florida went to the the championship game like three times in the two thousands. Yeah. So I'm sh- I'm unsure which team had what. Yeah. Either way, Joachim Noah, uh, definitely probably the front man, despite that busted grill Why of his. Why is he giving me game by game? This stupid shit. <laughs> anyway, that's not the stats I want to see. I don't want to go game by game and look at his stats. I want to know what he scored per season. I just know he was a force, and he could, he was big, and he could move the court. So I don't think he was ever a scoring Ace. He wasn't. I want to say I looked at it a minute ago. Ten uh, points, I think seven boards or something like that. I think he got up to like thirteen points at some point. I know, but his, his whole average in college was ten yeah, points, seven boards. Yeah. Uh, that's not great, but I know the impact you had in like that's one where stats don't matter. He stretched yeah. the court will block you. He was good for twelve and eight his junior year. Yeah. Solid. Mm. So uh hit me with your next shot. My uh slide back down again. My number four. Start to get to a different level here of quality. I probably should have Malcolm Mackey from Georgia Tech. Go. Juwan Howard at Michigan. Mm, well, yes, what he's on my list too. And he is there at my number four. Hello. Swords touching. Swords <laughs> touching. Juwan <laughs> 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 Howard is number four. Hold on. I want to tell you not this, the though. way I would have described it. <laughs> I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by Madden mayhem. You need to check out our Madden mayhem tournament. I'm announcing this thing, giving away $10,000 of my bookie credits for the best brackets. You can also bet on all the games, including live wagering prop bets, futures, and much more available at mybookie.ag. games airing Thursday through Sunday, starting at five Pacific eight o'clock East. And then we do another one at uh, seven Pacific and 10 o'clock East. Go to sports backslash Madden for all the details. Once again, that's sports backslash Madden for all the details. Oh yeah. Juwan Howard really didn't get his, uh, his, his rocks off. Wait, I'm looking at the wrong Juwan Howard. There's apparently two Juwan Howards. One of them played at Western Michigan and Detroit <laughs> in the Horizon League. That guy probably got a ton of ass yeah. in Michigan. I'm Juwan Howard. <laughs> Same years, too? Uh, what years was he there? Or is yeah. it his son? Uh, 2011 to 2015 is probably his son. 
Uh, now I feel. God like damn, it. this Bloody Mary's delicious. Yeah, I need a Tom a Rathman. Shout out to Tom Rathman. Tom Rathman is a legendary. Supplying me. Juwan Howard's son actually put up some decent numbers. Juwan Howard himself, though, was good for twenty-one and nine his junior year. Granted, that was after Weber left. This doesn't matter. Twenty-one his, and nine is twenty-one and nine. Yeah. Uh, his, his field goal attempts progressively went up uh, over the course of his career. Understandably so, especially with he, the he's number four, and you could argue Chris him number Weber. one. Yeah. He was a um, beast. He's my number four too. So give me your number three. My number three is a dude who I really thought was going to have a better pro career. Are we on the same page here? Connecticut? No. Oh, my guy is Emeka Okafor. Uh, he probably should make my list too. Didn't they lose to George Mason though? Potentially. Um, he was uh NCAA champion, consensus All American, um, turning most important player. Averaging 18 and 12. He probably deserved actually my list my, towards the end. Maybe Yanka's Stinkadar is gone. <laughs> Okafor is in. Yeah. Okafor had some good years. Wait, so that means you don't have one of my top three in. I must have missed him. There's a very good chance I'm an idiot if I don't. All right. Wow. So give me, give me your number three. My number three is a guy who I thought was going to have a better pro career. And I actually got drunk with this guy once. Yeah. Sort of. Didn't exchange many words, but he was friendly. Okay. Much more friendlier than Danielle Marshall or and Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Garnett. All right. And I'm talking about Greg Oden. Ah, Ohio Oden. State. He was really Took good. Took them to the national championship where they lost to Florida. That's true. If I'm having one year guys on there, Greg Oden should probably be on the list. Oh, man. He was like the, I mean, that was one that everyone tuned in to watch him. He was yeah. pretty much like Shaq for that year. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we you everyone thought they were looking at the next David yeah. Robinson. And he probably would have been a good pro. Ewing or something. Poor guy. Yeah. At least he got paid though. There's plenty of stories where the yeah. players don't get paid, where they don't get good for sixteen and ten with three blocks. Yeah. That's a good and he got him to the finals. Yeah. So Ohio Greg State. Odin, Ohio State, unfortunately. Very, very nice. I like that <laughs> poll. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mickey, I'll give you Mickey proved a lot to me. Uh Skipped the Florida versus Ohio State national championship. I'm banging on his door, right? He's got some hot blonde in his room. Plowtown. He misses the final minute when it's like a two point game in the national championship. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I was never more proud of Mickey. I was about to say, life. especially uh, yeah. Shout out to our guy Mickey because that—that's an obsessive Ohio State fan. That's important. I mean, I don't know put myself in a situation. I think at some point I would, I yeah. would give in, but I'm saying it depends who, yeah, if my team where, is in the national championship, <laughs> depends how drunk I am. Mickey, uh, Mickey certainly answered a lot of questions for us at that point. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> my number two <laughs> is a guy who is a master shot blocker in college. Uh, we have the same number two. Who do you got? You play for the Knicks. Yes. Marcus can be the minute man, just like Patty C. Hey, yo. Um, this guy took UMass to a final four. Now sure. He had Edgar Padilla and uh, what's the other guard's name that was with them. Yeah. also had Lou Rowe. One of the years, good power forward. I can't remember the other, the other guards name at the moment. Yeah. They had two good guards, but can was the, the engine. Yeah, that, man. He, he made that thing run 21 and eight with four blocks a game. His so uh, athletic, man. So athletic was a just, just killing it 
six eleven, two twenty. That's he's the guy that I compared Jay Huff to a couple years ago, and you laughed in my face. We're gonna see if Jay Huff can manage twenty one and eight with four I blocks. I would bet my fucking shitty bank account right now on that. Well, twenty one points for UVA is half the points. That's the what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Team average is twenty seven a game. <laughs> um. So, I mean, is our number one the same? Uh, I'm assuming Tim Duncan. We damn it. Yeah. Is there really a question about that? Yeah. yeah. Tim Duncan wins. He was awesome. Everyone knew the minute, uh, two years before he got but drafted. You could argue that Camby to judge it over Duncan because Camby got him to the final four. That's true. But Duncan was just running up again into he the had Randolph children. They were still a good team, but what are you going to say about Tim Duncan? Like his game it was so polished. Yeah. And it, so polished. it clearly worked out in the pros. It wasn't a counterfeit college experience. The dude was a fucking beast. So uh, that's the college list. And that's fine because let's get to the meat of the list and talk NBA. But before I talk NBA, I want to tell you that we are brought to you by mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag. Get to it whether you're down on your luck or just because you're stuck. Find relief with mybookie. There, there's never a quarantine on fun. You know what I mean? Never. Life without sports is finally nearing the end. And this week, with the UFC putting on its first show in nearly two months, you can bet the house that everyone will be watching because we're all sports deprived. But over and under submissions, KO decisions, and every other type of bet you could possibly ask for is available at mybookie.ag. Start small or swing for the fence by taking advantage of the, uh, the stack card to win some quick cash at mybookie.ag. And if you return, and if the return of a good old fashioned blood sport doesn't get your attention alone, have some fun on the house with a wager that you simply can't lose. You heard that right. A sports bet that you can't possibly lose. This Saturday, grab a free, a risk free bet up to $49 from our friends at mybookie.ag because they don't want you to miss out. On the action, and neither do we. <laughs> Earnings from MMA and simulated sports not coming in quick enough? I ask you this. Try your hand in the MyBookie Casino with instant access to hundreds of classic slots and table games, and new blackjack tournaments starting every week, offering opportunities to enter free and score a portion of huge jackpots. Stay safe. Stay sane from the comfort of your home. Sign up now. Go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code SGP, and they'll match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. If you put in $100, they're going to spot you a $50. $50 bill right there. Boom. Straight cash, homie. So you're basically getting free money to play with just for supporting us, the College Experience, the Sports Gambling Podcast. Once again, with mybookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. Whew, that's a fucking ad read, dude. You uh, you slayed it. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Why did you put 30 bottles of alcohol on my table while I was doing this? <laughs> well, I don't know because we've gone through all the reserves here, and now we're down to the wine, and I don't know which wine you, know you want to drink here. Well, look, I'm, I've had enough sugar. Yeah. I get gifted. Does anyone else out there still have an alcohol delivery guy? And I'm not talking about Instacart. 
I got a guy in the black market that drops me off alcohol. I no no one has that. I think you're the only guy that has me and Capone. Yeah. I still got a guy. He comes. <laughs> uh, prohibition era in a van uh, a, in a black van. Normally, in a, and he'll give me a, either a box or a bag full of alcohol. That's a hell of a hookup right there. Right. Yeah. This is what you've got to do in life. All right. People doubt me. The revolution, Revo- Viva Revolution! <laughs> uh, I got. Look, you want to go with this? This is like a. This is like a forty dollar bottle. This is a, this is a quality. Man, now I'm gonna fucking be taking your good shit. Ah, oh, fuck you! This is the podcast. Let's just have fun and I'm drink. A guy. But we need wine glasses, dude. I'm not gonna Here, throw I, it into a bloody Mary cup. I got okay. that one right there. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So we'll get uh we'll get started on our centers. You want to do the honors of cracking that bad boy open? Are you sure I, you want to bust that bad boy open? I am gonna bust this bad boy open. You're a true gentleman. I don't give a good goddamn, buddy. Very nice, classy. Thank you, sir. Dude, I did a comedy show. I don't know if I told you this. Yeah, it's a nice pour. Thank you. I did a comedy show right before this whole pandemic hit. Maybe a week before. Yeah. Where they couldn't pay us, and the guy hosting the show. Who does not work at the joint? Yeah. The bartender went like downstairs and he's like, Bro, what do you want? So he gives me like three bottles of liquor. It's fucking dope. <laughs> hey man. It was like fucking Blues Brothers, bro. You know what I mean? Like Blues Brothers when you're when you're Yeah. You know, like the, the barter movie Blues system Brothers. here. <laughs> it's like, dude, what? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm questioning him, but I'm like, oh, dude, it's not my problem. He's the one giving it to me. We're the talent. So I'm, dude, I ended up scoring like three bottles of fucking fine booze out of that thing. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, when you talk about payment, if it's good booze, yeah. Dude, I you. got like a, I got like an eighty dollar bottle of tequila, a pretty shitty bottle of vodka. Yeah. Like a twenty dollar bottle of vodka. Yeah. And a, and and this fine, uh, this fine, fine Chardonnay. That's a pretty expensive Chardonnay. Yeah. So. We're, we're classing it up. Cheers, buddy. To you and your uh, cheers bartering ways. Oh, dude, what a you gotta love that about stand up. Take you everywhere. Do right. a, lot, a lot of dumb shit you'll get yourself involved into, but a lot of funny stuff. <laughs> Fun lifestyle, yeah. for sure. Um, where are we at here? Number 10. My number 10. This yeah. is going to be a fun one because we're going to argue this all day. This is a fun one, and I don't know that this guy belongs here, but stri- don't insult me. strictly on accolades. Don't start out number one insulting me. I may insult you with number one. Strictly on accolades. Michael Oliver Candy? Yes. <laughs> are you fucking with no. me? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dikembe Mutombo. He's my 10. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I don't you know why you're so... sandbagging <laughs> son of a bitch. I thought that was kind of shock value. Uh, I thought most would assume he's seven or six or eight. Dikembe couldn't score for shit. He was also one of those guys where I, I want to see... It, it's like the Obama thing. I want to see the birth certificate. <laughs> so I was convinced he was 41 years old as a rookie. <laughs> right. All right? Do that voice. <laughs> Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> <laughs> um, great guy though. Seems like yeah, a great guy. Career high in scoring was uh his rookie season at sixteen point six. Coming out of Georgetown. More proof that the West was horrible, by the way. How so? Because his rookie it. year was his best year of scoring, and that's because the West wasn't efficient. A from a team standpoint and also from a big man standpoint. That's a, a stretch of an argument. I don't know how you can connect the fact that his Career stats went down. Well, normally, in your third or fourth year, you'd be a better scorer. Yeah, the West got better, and also he went to the East. Uh huh. Did go to Atlanta. He did come in the league at twenty five. So 
So your really, game should be polished by then. That's true. Um, he was a very good rebounder and really an incredible rebounder. He had a slightly better offensive move than Dwight Howard because he had a hook that could go in. Yeah. Part of one of the most fun uh, playoff upsets of all time. I love that 94 Nuggets team or 95 Nuggets team, whatever year that was with Robert Pack. I think it was 94. uh, Oh, dude. Yeah. Robert Pack, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Lafonso Ellis. Rodney Rogers. Reggie Williams played big in that series from my recollection. Former Georgetown Hoya Reggie Williams late in his career played big in that series. Nice. And Dikembe Mutombo. Just a fun team. That was a fun team, man. They were. They were. Uh, had no business beating that. That hurts the Kemp argument because it had no business. When you really evaluate both teams, they had no business. Winning I mean, that Seattle, they went to five. That was just a bad break for Seattle. Seattle's I'm a just saying way Seattle better, better at every single position. Yeah. Even that, center, even center. That was a colossal. Upset. Even center. You can make the argument. Now we didn't put Sam Perkins in here, Yeah. but Sam Perkins can stretch Matumbo out on the perimeter. Yeah. And he can bury threes all day. It's true. It, the, the argument could be made, but do, uh, at least offensively, a superior player. But uh, defensively, Dikembe Mutombo was yeah as legit as they come. Yeah. Um, for the, I mean, came out three point eight blocks per game and managed. I mean, over his whole career, two point eight blocks per game, and that includes some trash toward the end. You know. Yeah. The guy yeah. would swat the shit out of your shot. Agreed. Agreed. And he is my number 10 center. So obviously we, we brilliant minds must only connect once during this, this podcast, right, because I'm sure the rest of your list is complete bullshit. Who's your number nine. My number nine is a guy that is currently playing. Um, I don't know uh, if this is appropriate to have him as high as I have him at this point. Um, but his numbers what, certainly what speak team? for themselves. Uh, Minnesota. Anthony Towns? Carl Anthony Towns. He's in your top 10. Get, do me a favor and get the fuck out of here. Let me right tell now. you what. The guy is averaging 26 and a half and 11. For how many years? Right now, he's five years into his career. He's averaging 23 and 12 for his five years. That's disgusting. That's a fucking great five-year average. He's not in my top 10. Well, he's he's playing like a champ. If this guy gets a look. Fucking current NBA nonsense. Oh, gosh. Come off of it. Give the guys some credit. and 12 in Minnesota. What, how many games are they making the playoffs? No. I mean, there is a little bit of a, a potential, uh, Kevin, Kevin love, love thing going <laughs> here. He did 26 and 13 on, uh, Minnesota and became a, what? 17 and 10 guy. Once he actually got around some other talent. So, so that means you must have somebody on this list that I don't have potentially or which is kind of shocking to me. All right. You tell me. My number nine is Embiid, Joel Embiid. He's my number eight. I don't even want to put this guy in my top 10, but the fact is the NBA has been dog shit with centers for a while now. Yeah. So you look at his stats, you say, how can I leave this guy off? At times he disappears at times he's lazy, but he did that. He did have that classic interview where he said, I ain't no bitch. So Embiid, Joel Embiid being my number First nine. two years of his Career There's a curve spent injured on current stats. Also, dude, this dude does not play many games. Joel Embiid, yeah. he's always hurt. Uh, I would make the argument if you pull up what's and it, you're what's right. His, there is a curve what's on current year? stats. Uh, best year was a great year two years ago. He averaged uh, twenty seven point five and thirteen point six. See, that's why I got to put him over Ronnie Cycli. <laughs> Wait, is Cycli on your list? No. 
what I'm saying in my head, I'm like cycle. had like five years of 17 and 10, yeah. 17 and 12. Dude, they're not in the same conversation. They are. When you put Joel Embiid in a soft ass in the 1980s and 90s, that's true. Grab 34 boards in a game. In the eighties or nineties, and then talk to me. Yeah, he would get bodied up. I, he's I, always, but he's I don't say that about many yeah. dudes. I think that that argument, like, uh, is pretty much a lot of bullshit. You know that like certain players wouldn't be able to survive it. You know, but I think I think he would get bodied up pretty bad. Like if he played the game the way he does right now. Yeah, he'd have to he'd have to expand his game in other areas. Yeah. Uh, so that was my number nine. So who is your number eight? Was Embiid, right? It was, it was Embiid. So my number eight is Mark Gasol. Didn't make my list. So that's where we differ. Mm. Mm. He's on the fringe. He's mm. uh, honorable mention. Let me tell you about Mark Gasol. Yeah. Could hit from all over the court. Certainly. Great post game and also could hit threes, jumpers. A lot of game. Great passing big. Probably one of the better passing bigs on this whole fucking list. Yeah. Mark Gasol belongs in, in your top ten. Marcus Saul has an average 20 points in a game his entire career. Little soft. Uh, I mean, obviously well, the whole NBA is soft. So yeah, currently he got up to 9.3 boards at one point. There's he was just never been a truly elite player. And uh, these others late in your list are, <laughs> uh, Carl Anthony Towns has had elite stats in a season. I don't know if that means anything. Look, it doesn't in the NBA when every player is averaging 30 a game. It's crazy that there's just such a discrepancy between like the high end centers of our lifetime and then the rest. Yeah. This is the biggest gap out of any position that we've seen. Yeah. And there's so much other trash in the nineties. That's what it just goes to show you. Yeah. Like there's at any given time, there's only going to be like two or three. Like that's why the NBA like in the nineties was the golden era of centers is because there was like four or five. It wasn't even like there was that many, but there was just, that was so many centers. It's probably why they went away from there. It was like, there's not enough star potential for us to market our players to right. go across the globe. <laughs> so we must uh, get add right. in a defensive th- three Spacing seconds. And, yeah. Yeah. Don't reward the defender. Okay. That's an, that's okay. So you're on, I'm on number seven. Did you give me your number eight? My number eight is Gasol. Mark Gasol. Okay. Number seven, we actually start to enter a little bit of a different uh, air here, a, d- a different tier. We have to have the same number seven. Uh, he's a more recent guy as well. Yeah, he's still playing currently. Yeah, he's very good. His, his stats are incredible. Um, he's very good currently? Yes. I'm talking about Anthony Davis. Oh, no, I don't have him at number seven. I thought we were on the same page. We're not. You have him higher. I do have him higher. Okay, Anthony Davis because he's a better basketball player than this next guy. Putting numbers up for a while, Anthony Davis, two seasons scoring over twenty-eight points per game. His career average right now over eight years is twenty-four and ten. Um, a solid two point four blocks. Anthony Davis putting up good numbers. Couldn't get it done by himself. Couldn't t- take his team deep into the playoffs at all. Who can? There's only one answer. Ewing. No. Robinson took him to the Who Western had Conference no Finals. Stars in both their championships. We'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get to that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna smoke you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, my number seven 
is a guy who's a true horse's ass, in my opinion. Right? <laughs> He's higher on my list. How really. is he higher? Anthony Davis is better at every single thing. Effort, basketball, IQ, everything possible. Currently. Ever. No. When Dwight D- Howard was never good. When Dwight Howard was in his no. prime, he was a fucking rebounding master. Okay, he could rebound. That's it. I, I will give you that. Yeah. But he, as a guy who couldn't make a fucking offensive play. I will never have this guy higher. He's the same as Dennis Rodman. Well, it's too early with uh, <laughs> it's similar um, head case for a different reason. Dude would go to, he, here's what's more hilarious. He went to more successful franchises and they got rid of him really fast. That is true. He really like showed who he was by like getting, and then he spent up. like five years on five different teams because he had worn out his welcome everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Anthony Davis should be higher. I think the thing that stumped this uh, jumped off the stat page to me was the rebounds over a one, two, three, four, five, I really six, believe. seven, eight, nine year period. He was averaging 13 rebounds. That's like Rodman. If 19 both and were coming out in the same draft. Everyone would draft Anthony Davis over, over Dwight Howard. If they did, if they already knew what kind of pro they were going to be. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Well, aren't we doing that right now? <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is <laughs> you're talking about peak right. Versus career production. And there's the balance again. And there is not on Anthony Davis's worst game of his career. In my mind. Yeah. He's a better basketball. Let me ask you this. What's the furthest that Anthony Davis ever took his team in the playoffs? Probably this year. Cause they were going to go to the championship. They didn't even make the playoffs this year. Cause there haven't been a playoffs this year. What's the furthest Anthony Davis ever taken his team in the playoffs. That's a little unfair. How is that unfair? How is how is New well, Orleans you, any bigger of a market than Orlando, uh, or, or smaller of a market than Orlando? Orlando has a track record of going to the finals once before with that a, with another big oaf who couldn't fucking <laughs> do shit besides turn around and dunk. He had a very good career doing that though. <laughs> um, that's fair, but also I think Stan Van Gundy is a much quality coach, much more quality coach than anyone in New Orleans. Look, if if. Uh, Anthony Davis produces some wins. He is going to, you know, he's this. the number two on his roster now though. Dwight Howard. I can tell you this in that finals, he was not the number one and they didn't go to him for a bucket. They went to Turka glue for bucket every fucking time Dude, that year. He was averaging 23 and 14. That's monster numbers. I, that that's fair, but check us out knowing how limited his offensive game and watching those finals when they needed a bucket, they're not saying, Hey, sure, he wasn't hey Dwight, can you please score a, bas- a basket for us? No, they were Turkey glue and even Beatrice and Jameer Nelson. And those guys were making <laughs> big shots for the magic. Sure. Agreed. Agreed. Look, I mean, the Dwight Howard is fucking, he's just like Jim McElwain, but like more athletic and fucking <laughs> just a fucking hack. Dwight Howard never developed. What, what's one thing that he got better at in his career? I don't care. He's like the most physically like talented player to ever come out of college. Why has he been on 34 NBA teams? Cause he is a, a head case. Cause nobody wants him. He moves along like the fucking Avon lady. All right. <laughs> all right. Give me your number. Uh, what? Seven. My number seven is Dwight Howard. Okay. That's right. That's right. Okay. Your yeah. number six is Dwight Howard. Apparently. No. What? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. I'm going to slam this computer down. <laughs> Who do you have Dwight Howard better than Alonzo morning? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Alonzo morning. Could you not... have ruined your credibility already? Alonzo morning. It was a scoring like 
a, a mediocre score. Dwight Howard is better than Alonzo Mourning. Dwight, you are buying that. I'm buying it. Look at look at Alonzo Mourning's career stats. Okay, and we'll I'll just stick to his prime. All right, I'll say from when he entered the league at 22 until uh, he was 31 years old with Miami, right in 2001, 2002. Uh, over that period, he averaged 20 and 10. This is blasphemy, right? This is the worst take you've ever had on the podcast, buddy. This is the worst take you've ever had on the podcast. Alonzo Mourning had. He was just a, a second rate fucking like, uh, I don't know if he ever made a single first team all NBA. I'll, I'll look that. I don't give a fuck. I just saw the other day, uh, Michael Jordan played three games in a season and he made an NBA all-star game. I think this is determined a little more differently. I don't care. I saw what I saw. This is not even close. So statistically you're right. I, I don't even care. Uh, fucking uh, Dwight. I think you just shit on Howard. He can't score in a gym by himself. <laughs> Alonzo Mourning can make a jumper. He has a jump hook. It is embarrassing to me the fact that you are saying Dwight Howard is better than Alonzo Mourning. Alonzo Mourning was never an elite scorer. Neither was Howard. But Alonzo Mourning was a far better rebounder. What? Alonzo, Alonzo Mourning, Mourning was a far or, better. I mean, uh, Dwight Howard's in a Dw- league. Dwight Howard's. How many good half- centers were in the league then? Of. I mean more, but don't, don't, don't throw that bullshit at me that Alonzo it's going to affect your rebounding stats. Is, like, in my opinion, Alonzo Mourning's double the player Dwight Howard is. Well, I think statistically, Dwight, I don't care. Dwight Howard Kiki statistically has averaged 30 double the rebounds that fucking Dwight Howard. Kiki Vandeweghe uh, averaged 30 points a game. Jason Kidd averaged 15. You know, are we going to sit there and say, well, one, I would say Kiki Vandeweghe was a better score than uh, Jason Kidd. He's not a better player than Jason Kidd. Okay. Oh. Then, then give me another th- small forward that I'll, I'll throw in there. Fucking Grant Hill. Kiki Vandeweghe's best year is better than Grant Hill's best year. I would say he's a better scorer than Grant Hill. You're crazy. I'd say the NBA changed. I would say Kiki Vandeweghe was always a way better shooter than Grant Hill. And Dwight Howard had a, a less offensive moves than by far. Okay. And not this, even close. Th- this is a good segue into what we're going to get into for the rest of this uh, debate. No, here. This is way worse because than anything that I knew was coming. What you, what you failed to acknowledge, right? Is that even if you don't have skill, right? You can be effective just by being a more physically gifted athlete, which there's no question whatsoever that Dwight Howard is a far more physically gifted athlete than Alonzo Mourning ever was. That's fair, but check us out. Okay. And so what he was able to do with that, even though he didn't develop his game. So in my opinion, Ben Wallace is on the same level as Dwight Howard. Ben Wallace? No, that's a, that's a ridiculous statement. Dwight Howard's slightly better than Ben Wallace. No, that's a ridiculous statement. Dwight Howard can't, he can't dribble for his ass. He can't do anything. What can he do? He can do, he could turn and dunk. Alonzo Mourning can do a lot of things. More game. No, he is a much better basketball player than Dwight Howard. Not in the sense that, all right, what did do Dwight, uh, Alonzo Mourning, did he ever take his team to the NBA finals aside he won, from, he won a championship with Miami, but he was what the, like the backup on yeah, that team. Yeah. I think he was okay. The Get the fuck out of here okay, with that. I still argument. got that championship. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's your argument. That's your, no, that's what you're bringing no, at. No, right? I mean, look, okay. I, I, I'm the first to tell you that championships are overrated. But I will say Dwight I'm glad Howard you acknowledge that right now too. D- D- Dwight Howard is the epitome of a guy that was so lucky that East was that bad first off. And 
he, in my opinion, in the NBA finals was not even sniffing. Like when they needed a bucket, he's a nobody. He was a nobody on that team. He was as much as olden Polynes was <laughs> offensively in those, in the finals. Now time. you're going to go and make me look up. Yeah, uh, You're going to see a bunch of rebounds and dunks, but basketball is more complex than that. <laughs> you need a You need a bucket. You need your best player to score. It's not that simple. It's not that black and white of he gets 18 points and 18 boards. Well, check this out. There the comes game a point, doesn't always have to come down to the last fucking play of the game. Well, trust if me. you can get the buckets earlier in the game, then you don't need to be the guy that gets so, them. At so the how'd end that of the work game. out for them in the finals? Well, they got their ass kicked by a much better team. You're Dwight, a fool. Dwight Howard playoffs you are per an game. Absolute fool. Let me tell you this. Let, let me, let me stick every it. general manager in the league would take Alonzo right down over your throat right Dwight now. Howard. Okay. Dwight Howard in that 2010, 2011 playoffs, which if I'm not mistaken, uh, actually, no, that was a, a different year. What year? <laughs> it was, uh, dude, no, but the year Every they went to the general manager would draft Alonzo Mourning over Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's all-time playoff stats: eighteen point four points and thirteen point eight rebounds. In that, how many times has he been in the playoffs? Uh, He's one, like nine two, playoff three, games. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different years. All on Orlando, right? Because he hasn't been recently. One, no. Uh, Eight seed with the the the, the one, the two, Wizards. three, four, five with uh, Orlando. One with LA. Three with Houston. One with Atlanta. He went to with Houston, but they lost in the first round every year. He is the classic most. They did not lose in the first round every year. I think they made it to the uh, third round because he played 17 games with Houston. Made it to the conference finals, did they? In 2015? Yeah, they lost to Golden State. they beat the State. Clippers? The Clippers collapsed? Probably. But he wasn't like... Uh, you're a, Josh you're Smith was a Dwight making. Howard hater. Yeah, I am. He sucks. He's a very horrible basketball player. <laughs> okay, well... Uh, playoff averages when they went to the finals was 20 and you 15. can never, this is the worst argument. I told you, this is the worst we've ever had on the podcast. All right. Well, we have just found new home <laughs> because if you are ever going to tell me he's better than Alonzo morning, you are a fucking fool. <laughs> An absolute fool. Uh, it was uh it was a last second substitution. I will say that much. I had Howard above him. I mean, I had a morning above him before I looked. You can't really think this. Look, I, I, think, I don't care about. I, stats. I do think that you have a really hard time acknowledging that a player can be good without being skilled. Not for being the best ever, because to me, like, what do we look at when, what, when we evaluate Larry Bird? Dude, when we evaluate all these players. We're Will looking Chamberlain, at Chamberlain. Where would you put him on your all-time? I never centers? saw him. I have no fucking idea. Where Maybe would you Dwight put Howard. him? Hmm? I don't know. I, I, I honestly do, like. Well, Chamberlain scored fifty and averaged fifty and twenty-seven in a season. Well, I would have to look up everything. You know what he had going for him more than his game. Being a far more physically dominant. I also believe that most centers were like six, seven at the time. I don't think that's true, but I need, that's what I'm saying. I don't, someone, I'm not intelligent enough to talk about that topic. They certainly weren't athletic and tall back. But then. I thought like they never had seen big men like that before for some reason. Sure. I agree. Um, so, but, but even with that, I, I, I realize I am completely talking about something I have no idea about. Fun, fun little uh, factoid here. When Wilt Chamberlain scored 50 points per game, I looked it up just because I've been on this kick lately. The dude was averaging 39 shots per game. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's like, oh, you better be scoring 50 if you're yeah. averaging 39 shots. That's a game. ridiculous. That's, That's ridiculous. More than like half the rest of the team. That means they're pretty much like every play, like get the ball to him. He's taller than everybody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But they didn't win until like when they finally won in the finals, he was averaging like 23 points per game. He was just a, a, a asshole ball. It's kind of normally how basketball works. You pass the ball more, move the ball around, you win. You win more. 
Fair enough. And uh, look, I do think that if I were to draft a team, you would take, I would Alonzo take Alonzo Mourning over Dwight Howard. Okay. So this let me is, go ahead and make that a change for you, Colby. That is the worst. Okay. I'm glad you did that because this was going to go back to every episode. The, the audience was going to get so sick of me addressing this. <laughs> um, yeah. I would take Alonzo Mourning over Dwight Howard mm, pretty much every time. You're right. But Dwight Howard, I think you hate the fact that he's a giant. Why, why has he been on so many teams? Well, his mental element. You don't think negate. that factors into being oh, the best does. player? It does. It does. I, I mean, take, we left Derek Coleman out. Derek Coleman. If you were to talk about talent, he's probably better than fucking eighty percent of the power forwards, ninety percent of the power forwards on our list. Fair enough. Fair argument. Okay. Okay. I stand corrected. Dude, you saved it right there. Cause I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I'm, I'm tonight after this, I'm fucking digging up clips of Alonzo morning, <laughs> digging up clips of Dwight Howard airballing fucking six footers. Well, I still want you to do that because I think you're going to have to acknowledge Dwight Howard was a little better than you're giving him credit for. He's never stood out to me ever in my life. <laughs> I watched a lot of that basketball era too. You're a hashtag hater, bud. he sucks. <laughs> okay. Let's keep it moving. Here. He's soft as friggin'. I'm guessing he Alonzo's your five then. Yes. Yeah, clearly. But to me, there's a gigantic gap between Howard and I mean, well, Howard's my seven. Yeah. But there, I said five to six because Davis, I think, is gonna get in there. Yeah. But as of right now, between five and the rest is a huge gap. I don't think so. I think I think Morning uh, was a great center, no doubt. <laughs> but the fact that well, Dan, Davis will catch him. Davis will catch him, but he's not even like a true center to me. Yeah. He's yeah. got to bulk up. A We're little giving bit. him like credibility here just because the league doesn't create centers. Yeah. But and he's another thing is Davis got to be healthy. Uh, Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's played like what? Two seasons. Probably he's not a complete pussy. Like he's not missing like half the games, but he is missing. He's a good, got some Brad Daugherty in him. Yeah. He's missing like 20, Which, games by the season. way, probably should be on this list. <laughs> I'm going to get to that in a minute. Is he on your list? No, no. I think Brad Daugherty should be on this list. Now that I think about it. Now what I want to do here, he's better than Matumbo. Maybe he's better than Matumbo. Matumbo is a way better defensive player. He didn't play in the East either. So his numbers, Matumbo's numbers went down when he went to the East. Well, he's old as shit by then. <laughs> like 29. Let me see. Matumbo. He came into the league at 25. Okay, that he's, Maybe 31. He's probably 38 by the time he no, was in Atlanta. No, he was in Denver for what? Five years, four or five years. Let me see. Dikembe Six years, maybe. I feel like 98, he went to the. He Hawks. was in Denver. He was there in 99 because Marcus Camby dunked all over them. Three, all over him, four, I should five. say. Yeah, I guess he was only there for five years in Denver. And he went to Atlanta at 30. His scoring actually went up. His rebounding went up. Uh, his block shots went down a little bit. You're right. Um, but not, not to the point where he became. What year did he go there? Uh, 96, 97 was his first year in Atlanta. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, in 99, 2000, he was averaging 12 points, 14 boards and 3.3 blocks. That's a good center. Fuck Brad Doherty. Go look at Brad Doherty's stats. And talk to me, pull him up right now. Pull him up, pull him up chief. All right, Brad. I think it's Doherty. Is Whatever. He went to UNC. He was with Jordan. He was the first pick. He could score more. Yeah. He got uh, two seasons, three seasons averaging 20 plus points per game. 
He was also a pussy. Missed quite a few games. Um, not quite the rebounder. And this dude averaged zero point seven blocks per game for his career. Well, he was kind of soft, but it doesn't matter. He was still a good. You want player. to talk about a West Coast center playing in the fucking East Coast? That's true. On the East, but he got injured a lot too. Yeah. Very Anthony Davis. That's why he made the comparison. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So we have our top four, and I I say we just reveal all four and then debate. <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, I think we both have the same number four, so maybe we can. Is it a guy from Georgetown? It is. Yeah. Which I still haven't gone back and gone to the 89, 90, 91 yeah. season, which well, I'm going to. I think he belongs in this conversation with these other guys. He might be a hair I told below. You that I think all, to me, the top five. Yeah. Are on another level. Yeah. Well, I think. There's significant separation, even even from Ewing to Morning, significant, <clears throat> like definitive separation. I don't think Morning's in Ewing's class. I think Ewing's better, but I don't think it's by much. I think it's by a lot. I think it's by. Didn't we say scoring in the '80s was just more prevalent in the late '80s? Uh so I think Morning had he been in the NBA in the late '80s, Ewing had so much more. So uh, such a better jumper than not on Charlotte morning, not on Charlotte. Was he a decent? Uh, yeah. I don't know. To me, man. Pat Riley kind of killed some of his game. Um, I mean, he probably made him a better force, but Pat Riley was also, I think a little old in the, to- in the tooth. Yeah. And I think he was kind of like, old. He in the made, tooth. He, he made, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking. <laughs> he made, uh, <laughs> he made morning like a dinosaur mm-hmm. in my opinion, where as if morning him up, if he had kept morning kind of in the Hornet form, I actually think he'd probably done better by your standards. Yeah. I believe that. Um, I still have Ewing ahead of morning though. Okay. Um, so Ewing is my fourth. My third is Shaq. Okay. My third. Get the fuck out Hakeem of here. Hakeem Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Okay. I'm a, like, I'm not even offended at the Robinson Olajuwon argument. I'm yeah. really offended at the Shaq. Well, we'll, we'll get, we'll argument. dig into numbers. We'll dig into reasons. There is here. no numbers. In a second. Oh, there's numbers. No, no, no. There's no There's numbers. big numbers. You're going to bring up the, you, you compare their head to heads. That's uh, it's an argument that probably favors Hakeem, but no, it actually favors Shaq. They're in their head to heads. Yeah. Is that right? Because. And oh, late in the career. I'm talking about when early in the career favors Hakeem. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But e- even at that, Hakeem was the equivalent of 10 seasons older. Uh, then O'Neal. When O'Neal, yeah, he was. When, Ten seasons. When they played in the finals, yeah. uh, Akeem was 32, but that was like Akeem's prime. And Shaq was 22. But it's not the prime of the human body. It's not. But I, Not even that close. Yeah. Well, it's like four years removed. Four, four, five. I'd say 27 is most most players' physical prime. Like, it, like I've, com- heard, I've heard doctors say 25 to 27 is the range. Well, from a statistical standpoint, I almost always see like 26 through 28 are the years that like players kill it because maybe like from a physical standpoint, they've, uh, they've, uh, you know, they've regressed a little bit from where they were at 24 and 25. What are you looking at? I just got a text from our guy, Ryan Kramer. Okay. Talking about our last podcast. He's saying we're fucking idiots. Time. Oh yeah. You know what? (laughs) We have a good time. That's and and and, and we're going to have a horrible time if you really believe to me. This isn't as bad as Dwight Howard in morning, but it's still bad. No. Because uh, All right, so I have you said I have a Keem 3, Robinson 2, Shaq 1. 
You have Shaq three, Robinson two, Elijah on one. Okay. And it's not, it, to me, it's like, first off, the gap between one and the rest is large. Well, well let me, let me start this off with, uh, you know, where I was when I was watching this, right. And I don't make on this one. I don't need to make much of my judgment in hindsight. Right. I remember it like it was yesterday. Like I remember every moment of this, like everything that happened, not every moment uh, I would go back and watch film. I said, Oh yeah, that happened. Right. But I didn't miss it. You know, I just, wait, who is your one Shaq? <laughs> Buddy. Oh my God. Buddy. Now, now here's the other thing is I understand part of the argument where you're coming from too, because I don't know that it's definitive in my book that Shaq, I mean, there are, there are arguments in my mind when I'm comparing them (laughs) that say that both Robinson and it's not, it's not even close. Shaq and Elijah was not even close. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let me start here. Okay. Elijah came in the league. His rookie season was 85, right? He, uh, 8485. 84, um, his wait, I'm looking at all defense. Let me look at all league here. He, who is fading out? Uh, who's the fucking Lakers center? A Dolger bar, but he lasted like six more years. Yeah, but he was, years, he was getting past his prime at that yeah. point. And then Moses Malone was getting past his prime. The Lakers went to the championship in 87. Right, right, right. I'm saying, I'm can't not say he's that much past his prime. Well, they also have worthy and magic on their team. I understand that, but he's also, you know, kind of the engine that makes that thing work. Sure. All right. Here's, here's, we'll, we'll go over all NBA teams at this time, right? Uh, Moses Malone, 84, 85, first team, Abdul Jabbar, second team, right? By his second year, 85, 86, Abdul Jabbar, first team, Elijah one, second team center, okay? By his third year, uh, Olajuwon and Ewing, that was Ewing's rookie year. He didn't make it on first or second team. Um, by his third year, Olajuwon first team, Moses Malone second team, right? Then 87-88, his fourth year, Olajuwon first team, Ewing second team, right? What, what are you stating here? I, I'm going I'm to show you. Okay. I'm going to show you. I don't, but I don't take much. I think you take more merit. In, well, it's just, yeah. this, is a, this is an idea. What I'm trying to show okay. you here is what... The, the common person, the people who are watching the game, and there's no reason at the time to favor Robinson or Ewing or Olajuwon, maybe their team record a little bit. Maybe, I, I, I think to a very slight extent, marketability could have been a factor. I don't really think that was a, a factor when judging these three at the time. Um, but, um, okay, 80, 88, 89, uh, this is right before Robinson gets there, the last year before Robinson enters the league. It's Akeem, and then they, they add a third team All-NBA at this point in the 88-89 season. Akeem, one. Ewing, two. Robert Parrish, three. You know, hanging on, Robert Parrish. Good for you. Yeah. 89-90. No, Akeem has been the first team center for the one, two, last three years, and a fucking second team center before that. So he's the king of the NBA as far as centers. 89-90. Ewing takes over as first team center. Akeem, second team How center. How much is that to that you think is politics that you don't want the same old person being the number one defense. I player. think that could be a fact. I think in the NBA, I take very I also, little, very little credibility in all-star games yeah. in all that shit. Sure. Yeah. I also personally, now you can remember it and maybe you had a different memory of it, but to me, there were times when I thought Patrick Ewing was better than a Kim Olajuwon back then. 
you know, especially before Akeem made his uh, championship I, runs. I don't know. I mean, they didn't match up that often, so I didn't really compare them. Yeah. But I don't know that in my head that I would ever think he was just flat out better than Akeem Olajuwon. Right. I thought they were all com- com- uh, comparable. But the point is, I, I d- it wasn't clear to me at the time. I, I think if I had to at the time, yeah. and, and I'm not saying this in spite of me having, okay. Olajuwon stood out to me more. Okay. But that, that being said, yeah. that was your opinion. Yeah. Now let's look at the, yeah. the public's opinion. Yeah. Okay. Or, or whoever, whoever's in charge of yes. voting for this. Yes. Okay. Ewing in 90 first team, Olajuwon second team, Robinson third team, Robinson's second year in the league, right? This is after Akeem has been the King for a long time. Robinson first team, Ewing second team, Olajuwon. I think he only played like 50 games that year, but didn't make it. Brad Doherty third team. Okay. <laughs> that helps my argument. That Doherty was uh if because they don't belong in the same conversation. Sure, I agree yeah. with that. But I think if you only play fifty games, it's hard for you to be considered. Uh, apparently not. Yeah, if Michael Jordan <laughs> do. <laughs> and apparently not. If, if I saw people comparing Jordan memes with Kobe memes, Kobe made the All Stars rookie year and he played average like six points a game because fan votes. Yeah. That's well, I don't think bullshit. the All Star or the All NBA or the um, MVP voting is as subjective as all NBA. I think all NBA team is a little more objective. Even that though, you know, I think our guy uh, was pointing this out. Um, Alex was saying how like they always gave the defensive year award to Jordan and not Pippen, even though Pippen clearly guarded the best player on the court. Yeah. There's shenanigans. I behind agree. This. I yeah. agree with that a little more bit. than any sport ever. Like right. the NFL actually has credibility to me. Oh that. yeah. Yeah. Superstars drive the NBA hundred percent. Okay. Here's, here's a little, here's a little feather in your cap. 92, 93, Akeem reclaims top spot, right? Akeem, then Ewing, then Robinson. Don't you feel like Stern's like, if we have them all switch spots, they build a rivalry and we can all maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit, but I I actually remember uh, Robinson being better and, and Ewing being comparable uh, at times. You know, I think you have uh, Akeem on this fucking, uh, what do you call that? Pedestal. Pedestal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 94, Akeem first, Robinson second, then boom, Shaq supplants Ewing for the third spot. 95, Robinson, Shaq, Olajuwon. 96, Robinson, Olajuwon, Shaq. You think um, Shaq's the best center of all time? Well, we'll get to that. But what I'm, what I'm showing you is that Robinson, okay, was three years younger than Olajuwon, right? He came in the year league two years later, right? So there was a five-year window where Olajuwon was in the league and Robinson wasn't, right? That's part of Olajuwon's prime, and that's part of the way you uh, you analyze Olajuwon sure. as a player, right? From the seven-year window where Robinson came into the league until he was injured, right? He finished ahead of Akeem in the All NBA votes four times, where Akeem finished ahead of him three. What, so, did, what did Akeem average when they played each other? Uh, statistically, when they played in the finals, in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. 28 shots per game. That's what he averaged. No, no, no. What did he average? Uh, let me pull it up. And who won the series? Well, who won the, who won when they played in the regular season a million times? I could give a good guy. Yeah, you're going to judge their entire career on one series, right? No. Where Akeem shot the ball. Um, first off, I'm not even arguing twice as much Robinson. as Robinson. I'm arguing this against both. Against Shaq? Well, let, let me, let me, let me point this out to you. Okay. When Akeem played Shaq in the NBA finals, right? Uh, I'm going to pull this up for you. Uh, Akeem averaged 32.4 versus Shaq averaging 28, right? Shaq averaged more assists 
and I b- believe I'll have to double check on uh, rebounds. Um, but uh, one versus Shaq finals. Let me pull this up. Akeem did it on way, way more shots. I believe Akeem, Akeem shot the well, ball. Well, because he can shoot. No, it's just that he. Uh, no, no, no. It's like the Dwight Howard argument. He's not shooting because he can't shoot. No, 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 no. This is like the uh, Wilt Chamberlain argument. It's like, okay, Wilt Chamberlain could average 39 shots a game despite the fact that his entire game revolved from about one inch. Well, sure. Laws of nature say the more times you shoot, the more chances are of scoring. But I'm saying Shaq and Dwight Howard cannot physically shoot (laughs) past four feet. Hey, it didn't stop them from. With Robinson, your argument holds water to me. Because he is capable of making a 10 foot. Well, it didn't stop he is capable. Shaq from being a far more effective scorer throughout his entire career than Elijah Wan was. Of course, but the rules changed for him. And also, I would say. Now, Shaq had better stats prior to that rule change, or at least equal stats prior to that rule change, as he did after them. Doesn't matter to me. I think it does matter. I think that disproves your point. Is to Eric an, Dickerson better than Walter Payton? What does that have to do? I'm with saying my point is, is that stats can, can lie to you all the time. I think you could argue that Eric Dickerson might be better than Walter Payton. You're fucking silly. If you believe that we've talked about this before, how much does that's Carmelo? I had him rate his fifth as my, as my, and you disagreed with that. That's fair. I don't think there's a huge amount of separation between Walter Payton and Eric Dickerson. You're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. I would argue that we need to go back to the running backs after this episode okay? because you're a fucking fool. Well, we didn't go back to the eighties, but you know, neither of us saw these dudes in their primes. We're just walking. I, I was just, that, that was the quickest example Here, I could a, think of. Colby is hey, uh, Drew Brees is the all time leading passer. Okay. Fair. Is he better than John Elway? I understand your uh, argument against statistics, but you're the one that just brought up statistics when trying to compare Robinson. Well, I'm saying they did meet and I, who played with hall of famers. Let me ask you something. Yeah. There's only one player in NBA history, if, if, if I recall this correctly. You can Google this, but yeah. definitely, definitely within the past 30 to 40 years. Yeah. No, 40 years, for sure. 40 years. Mm-hmm. There's only one player that has not had another all star on his team to win back to back championships. Clyde Drexler was a Hall of Famer. But he was also 40 years old. Clyde Drexler had a great PER that season. I want to say he had like. But he, a- did he make an all star game that year? Was it the fans? And the fans didn't vote him. Houston's although, the third biggest city in the country. Well, guess what? Uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, despite playing at an all-star level, he wasn't voted to an all-star game. Probably because he wasn't playing at an all-star level because he was old. Let me pull up Clyde Drexler's stats for the 94-95 season. And, and, see, and pull up the all-star game because we can do this. That means nothing. No. Well, I know it doesn't mean anything, but I'm saying what were the shooting guards they chose? Clyde Drexler during the... 94, 95 season was averaging 22 points, 6.3 rebounds. And half of that was on Portland. Five assists. That's fine. When he went to Houston, he was averaging 21.4, seven rebounds and 4.4 assists. That's fucking your golden God, Penny Hardaway. That was the best, best year he ever had was uh, the exact same numbers as what Drexler was doing at the age of 32, not 35, 32 isn't uh, removed from the prime too far. Okay. So the shooting guards were wait, cause look, no- we're just being dumbasses. We got to tell these people why Robinson was better. And I'll tell you why he's because not he too. at the time people clearly voted him as the superior player to Olajuwon. Even, uh, Marley at- made it over him over, uh, Drexler. 
Marley was decent. Um, look, buddy. Mitch Richmond and Marley. All the adva- all the uh, advanced statistics, right? That measure a player's value over replacement player. Uh, measure a player's player efficiency. Robinson throttles. Throttles the last one. Now, now here's where your counter argument holds some water. Okay. And I think it's more of a stylistic approach to the game. It's who's a better basketball player. Yeah. And I think when I saw it, I thought Robinson, honestly, in my heart, I was, but like, you are, that's your favorite player. Yeah. But he was so, my favorite player because he, he was better than the other guy I was watching. That's, that's like with me and Larry Johnson. And I'll agree that there's a curve there. Okay. Right. Sure. So I know there's a curve with you. Well, yeah, there is, but like, Honestly, like, and, and so maybe, maybe I can't see it like accurately. I feel like everyone knows. But that I, would Rob- be, I, would, I don't know that I've ever seen anyone else say that Robinson's better than. Well, Oswald. I think there's a lot of stupid people out there, right. <laughs> that would take, you know, the, the, I will agree. There's a lot of stupid people right, out there. that would take the, the, but you just said that it's the same stupid people that vote for the prevailing for NBA all first team defense. Sure. And actually to, to, to your credit, even though Robinson was First team all league more often than Elijah. Elijah was first team all defense more often than Robinson, although they were always one and two while they were uh, uh, playing at the same time. Um, so, um, Elijah approach and Elijah you want to talk about a guy that, uh, you know, you're saying Robinson was a playoff like bust and he faded in the playoffs, right? He choked, right? But Olajuwon... What do you mean that he was choked? He was soft. After after uh, Samson left, right? Olajuwon was out of the finals in the first... Or out of the playoffs in the Every first year. round four straight years. And that's fair. Yeah. And I've argued that. And and, and, and during that time, right? You, gonna, he was taking more shots and scoring more points. He was averaging 39 points per game on finals. And this is And a he classic, was out in the first round. And this so is, this that is a, to me doesn't say that that's a necessarily a guy. That's I, I appreciate a guy who goes after it and tries to win the game all by himself, which is what Elijah one did. Well, and sometimes it worked and sometimes it no, didn't. No, 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 Let's, let's backtrack here. Okay. Because, uh, his teams, in my opinion, by far the worst during that stretch, because Don Chaney, is a proven horrible basketball coach as a head coach. Okay. Um, you can look it up everywhere. He's been, he's been a loser, right? No. Then you can bring up this fact here. First off, let's look at the other ones. Hall of famers. Oh, Ewing had a guy named Pat Riley. He's in, he's, he's in the hall of fame. Sure. First ballot. Sure. Right. That helped Ewing. Uh, Larry Brown was the coach of the Spurs. What had Larry Brown done up until that point is what I wonder. He won national championships in Kansas. He took the, was he, I'm not sure if he went to the Clippers after the Spurs or before the Spurs, but he took them to the playoffs. <laughs> Taking the Clippers to the playoffs better than winning 10 championships, probably. <laughs> right? Look, uh, but did Robinson have Larry Brown? Uh, how many years was Larry Brown in San Antonio? I don't even know, but I'm saying it's better than Don Chaney. Robinson Having had... fucking Bill the fucking painter is better than Don, Don <laughs> Chaney. Fair enough. Look, all I'm saying is that the argument that Robinson, because in the first few years of his career, hold on, I'm going to get to this though. Wasn't able to win in the not, playoffs. That, that, well, it's the on, same we're, thing. Elijah one face unorganized here. Yeah, we are. We're all over the place. All because right. Because I'm saying you don't have to look at that, that, that I said to me, you got the three right here. Mm-hmm. And, and I really don't think Shaq is a guy that always had a hall of famer on the court. Name me one championship that didn't he have a hall of famer. Um, Penny probably would have been definitely would have been. But he wasn't. But he, you, you got to judge him for what he was at, at that the time. year. Yeah, he's an all star at least. Um, 
With Kobe, obviously. And, and they still got swept. So they didn't even win a finals game. Yeah. Although they should have won game one, but, um, and then, uh, with Dwayne Wade. Yeah. And then in Boston, uh, also he had a guy named Phil Jackson. Yeah. Look, let me get to Shaq. No, no, no. Hold on. I want all three here. Okay. Cause I want to trickle down Okay. their championships. Okay. Right. Because I think Robert Ori could actually make it. You can make a case off of his career that they might try to fucking try to get him in the hall of fame. Cause he has like 20 rings. Yeah. Being sarcastic, obviously. I the point is he's one of the biggest clutch players of all time. If they're going to retire Bruce Bowen's number, maybe for all I know, they're going to put Robert Ori in the fucking hall of fame. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and those other teams, like the 2000 team had Glenn Rice and he was averaging like eight, I think 17, 18 points a game. And he hit huge shots. Yeah. Key contributor. These teams were loaded. The Shaq's teams. You're yes. Well, I'm just saying Phil Jackson, Kobe alone. Very true. The, the Lakers team was unfair. I'm saying Phil Jackson, Kobe alone. And then in 06, he's got Riley and Wade. Yeah. That's his benefited. I, I, I would <laughs> argue that Elijah went every single year with that, with those, with those cores. That's a, that's a fair argument. And then with Robinson's championships, you have Greg Popovich, who's a first ballot hall of famer. And you also have Greg Popovich was like in his first year coaching at that point. He was a great general manager. He was great. Everything. Well, I don't think he had been proven to be great. And as a matter of fact, how many, cha- but, but, but the, 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 we're finally seeing, why did Greg they Popovich. win without Robinson? We're, we're finally, why did they win without Robinson? Because they had Duncan at that point. But my, that's where my next part. Thanks for the segue. Yeah. Is I said, I was going to say Tim Duncan, we know was the best player on the court. I don't know that the, in the 99 year. finals, I am a hundred percent sure he was the best player on the entire court, including the Knicks players. Probably a hair. Uh, but look again, you, you think Robinson was better than, than the second best. Or, so you think Robinson was the second best player on the court? Like we said, like, like, like I said before the year before in 98 Robinson uh, outscored Duncan. And, and, that's, and that's his rookie year though. Duncan came in super polished. I know, but it's still his rookie year. Okay. There's and, a curve. And and Duncan scoring you're really not didn't playing vote. you're not playing Campbell University anymore. Let me look up Tim Duncan's stats uh real quick so we can see how much are, he's Are ever. you trying to make the case that David Robinson was better than Tim Duncan in the ninety nine finals? I'm not making that case, no. Because if so, I'm gonna vomit. What I'm okay? making the case is is that it was real close. In the ninety nine finals. Yes. No, he like statistically no, but uh, I think when you look at shots per game, I think that tells a lot of like I, I'm not a believer. Oh my in, god, you're look, crazy! Look, I'm you're not fucking a, absolutely. I'm crazy. not a believer. If the year before, I don't even know that Robinson was better than Ewing in '99. Ewing was out for that series. No, you're crazy. Look, if the year before Robinson was a higher score and. While he's in the game, right? Because Duncan's playing more minutes. While Robinson's in the game, he's producing better stats than Duncan, which he is if you look at their per 36 minutes or their per 100 possessions. Robinson is a more effective basketball player at that time than Tim and Duncan. And they lost. Huh? And they lost. Who'd they lose? What did they lose? Whoever they lost to. I don't know. Wait, in 95? No, 98. Who lost? Who did the Spurs lose to? They won the... Oh, 99. They won the championship. Yes. Oh, 98. Um... I don't know who they lost to Chat, my, Utah. My point like is, is that clearly Popovich was like, Hey, clearly this isn't working. We got this other guy who's, who's better. Or David Robinson was like, Hey, why don't you just fucking shoot the ball a little more? You think he just came in and just said, Hey, yeah, guys, I I'm, think if, if, if I know David Robinson, yeah, I'm I pretty know sure Greg Popovich that's exactly is a hell of a good basketball coach. And he's like, Hey, I'm sure David was 
quick to relinquish or say, I'm, I'm a team player. Maybe he tells, maybe pop tells him, Hey, we got to get the team more involved. Yeah. But you're a fool. If you don't think Greg Popovich is thinking, how can we get better at, at and beat these teams? Yeah. Well, and, and, um, and, and the stats completely back up the 99 finals. I remember watching the whole fucking playoffs. I was like, Tim Duncan's the best player in the NBA. Yeah. I was convinced he's the best player in the fucking NBA in 1999. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me pull this up for you. Okay. Per 36 minutes, right? In 1999, Robinson, 18.0 points, right? 11.4 rebounds, 2.8 blocks. Tim Duncan, 98 or 99? 99, the championship season, yeah. 99. Robinson, per 36 minutes, 18.0 points, 11.4 rebounds, 2.8 blocks. Tim Duncan, per 36 minutes, 98.99. 19.9 points, right? 10.5 rebounds and 2.3 blocks. Hey. And wait, per 36 minutes, Tim Duncan's shots per game, uh, 15.5. Okay, Robinson, uh, 15.9. So essentially, Tim Duncan was good for one more bucket over the course of that period, despite. We, we, we both know Tim Duncan's a better post player than Ned Robinson ever was. I'll agree with that. Where Where is Robinson better than Tim Duncan? Uh, he's got a better stroke, he's more athletic, he's taller. He's faster. He, I'd say he's more athletic, but I don't, I don't even know that I agree. He's a better stroke. He's got a slightly better, like 12, 15 footer. Not if you're average, not if you're including that fucking bank shot that Tim Duncan makes Uh, Robinson, when he got older, his shot flattened out. Right. And it stopped being as effective in his prime. Uh, Robinson was a way wetter shooter. That's why Robinson's career high scoring is 29 points per game. And Tim Duncan never got above 25. No, I think Tim Duncan is also just completely. But Robinson was almost at 30. It, it, it matter, They were both played together. Tim Duncan never had a moment until later when he had fucking Tony Parker. It, it's all situational. I think, I don't think that's fair. Let me see Tim Duncan here. We're never going to reveal this. We're never going to, we're never going to agree on this, but you're, you're, if you're telling me you think you just had Tim Duncan, how about this? I think Duncan was this? a slightly you just had better Tim Duncan as your best power forward of all time. Yeah. David Robinson won a championship with the best power forward of all time. Sure. Hakeem Olajuwon did, was one of his power forwards ever or any other player Look, in your top 10 he, he, in your top 10 of any of it, what Hakeem had. Yeah. Look, okay. Hakeem Olajuwon's champion. No, Clyde Drexler was Not uh, 94. He wasn't on the team in 95. Okay. With 94, I'm saying no other player for Shaq. I'm not even singling yeah. out Robinson. Yeah. We can go toe for toe here. Yeah. And every single category, we haven't even done coaches. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure Rudy Tobjanovich might not even make our fucking top 10. Okay. 94, someone had to come out of the league, right? It happened to be like, who were who the other teams in 94? Uh, how many Hall of Famers were on the Knicks? One. You Pat Riley, two. Give me, give me players. Give me players. Okay. Basketball, it's like football, bro. You're a fool if you don't think coaching it has matters, everything but, to do but with let's, it. But let's 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 assume Tom Jonovich was a decent coach and give him his credit. I mean, he's too. not Pat Riley, though. Okay, fair. Yeah. Okay. Ewing, right? Yeah. Only Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Uh the Jazz had two, right? I guess the Sonics might have had they're probably gonna have they're definitely gonna have Peyton. Peyton. I don't know if uh, Kemp, Kemp fr- fringe. They're probably, they might put him in because of the pizzazz. Okay. Um, um uh Spurs too. Who Rodman's making it hall of fame. Although Rodman only made two all-star games his entire I guarantee career. you. He makes the hall of fame. He will. Yeah. He might already be in it. Yeah. But, um, uh, does Terry Cummings make the hall of fame? Uh, 
Terry Cummings. Maybe, but he was washed by the time he was playing. 95, I think he might have been by then. But yeah, I will say, like, 92 like and 93, he was good. Okay. Either way, what I'm saying about that... Popovich, though, is going to make the Hall of Fame later in his career. I know he's not 95's coach. Sure. Yeah. Look, what I'm not trying to take away what happened with in 94. There was a special situation in which uh, Akeem Olajuwon wasn't going to run into a super team because there wasn't one in the league, right? Someone had to come out of it. I thought the Knicks were the better team. Uh, I think uh, that's that's silly. That's just because we're fans of the Knicks. I thought I. I mean, they had a better regular season record. But if I'm not I don't care about the rec- who's who won the fucking series, dude. Well, you can't tell me it was bad calls, buddy. What I'm going to tell watched, you is I this, was rooting for the Knicks. Is bro. the team with the better team, better regular season record, by and large, on average, statistically, is the better team when it comes to the playoff series, right? We, well, we just talk about Sonics Nuggets, bro. Yeah, that, it happens once in a blue moon. There's a reason that why that's a memorable situation because. It's one of that's, a, that's a one eight Knicks beat the heat every year. And the Knicks were the better team Knicks, from a roster standpoint. The Knicks beat the heat every year. Almost every, even the year they lost the Knicks were the better team because it was a suspensions. You're talking about regular season record. Miami the had heat a were always the higher seed every single year. Okay. If we did a statistical breakdown. Sure. But uh, every situation is different, dude. The, the fucking heat, the Rockets were the better team. All dude. right. What Akeem accomplished in 94, he went through. I want to see who they even beat in the fucking playoffs that year. Um, but I don't think that Akeem. Well, they beat the Spurs. No, oh, no, no that's 95, 95. with okay. fucking Drexler on and R- Rodman fucking being a complete head case. And uh, in 94, the Spurs didn't have Sean Elliott. Like, they were, they were, they were nothing. In they 94. had Rodman. Yeah. Well, he's averaging five points a game, That's 17 rebounds, five but five yeah. points a game. It can't <laughs> I mean, be he five points. Your every number team. two cannot be averaging five points a game. And you'd he's be a expected fuck, to be a, he's fucking a lot better than Otis Thorpe. <laughs> no, statistically as a score, he's a the, way as worse a player. He's a lot better. Don't argue this. Let's look at PER. Let's look at statistics instead of, uh, you, are, are you going to go to Otis Thorpe's stats on the Kansas city Kings? I'm going to go to Ode to store stats in 1994. You can never convince me he's better than Dennis Rodman. You're being foolish. Right I'm now. not trying to argue that, but that's worse than the morning. But if that's worse than the morning Howard. That is worse than the morning Howard, but let's see how, how different it really is statistically. No, tell me the first thing you were looking up. Then we'll go there. That's what I was going to look up. No, the first thing you're saying, who are the Rockets play? Okay. Hold on. 1994 Houston Rockets. Yeah. I beat the Suns, I believe. Yeah. Who were the fu- that went to the finals in '93? Yeah, the Suns were a good team. They were never a championship team. <laughs> Kevin Johnson, Danny Ainge, Dan Marley, Charles. A minute, a minute ago, you were shitting on the Spurs for uh, no. They have no center. The Suns' weakness is center. So Dan Marley run, being sure. ranked ahead of some. All right, listen up. Uh, oh, they have fucking Sabalos and Dumas. Portland. Yeah. Okay. So he beats Drexler. Uh, you're, are you giving Drexler credit or are you not? I'm giving Drexler credit. So but he beats that's Drexler. one star he beat. But a guy uh, that went to the finals just two okay. years ago. Or okay. Three years ago. They beat. He beat one star. Right. One guy went to the won the Western Conference Finals three years ago. Sure. Ninety. Ninety one. Right. Ninety one. They went right. Uh, ninety two. I believe. So. So three years. Two years. Two ago. years ago. Okay. Uh, then the Suns. The, the, so they beat the two best. The two previous, previous Western, Western Conference. Conference You're a fucking fool, buddy. But neither of these teams are fucking studded with and Hall of Famers. And then who they beat after that? Then Utah. Okay. And then New York. So it's, uh, is that a bad thing to run through those teams? They beat a it's bunch of like, teams that never won a championship. Okay. Okay. So There's someone only like had to seven win the championship. Teams that's won a championship someone in had to win 40 the, years. And then in 95. Okay. 
They beat the Spurs four to two in the Western Conference Finals, oh, and Sean man. Elliott okay, fucking bricks shots. Let's see, game. But you're making it too personal with Robinson. I'm looking at it from a grand point here, hmm. a grand view. Yeah. Shaq is went anyone to, listening out there? Right Shaq now? went to the Lakers. Yeah. Right. He had Eddie Jones. He had a young Kobe Bryant who was on the bench, never really played, and he lost in the playoffs every year. Right. He had Eddie Jones. He had a decent team. Right. We're talking about Shaq. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't really care. Like to me, it's you're making it so much per, so personal. You're di- well. Here's what you're doing. You're fucking. This is before Phil Jackson. Because you're going to dismiss four Akeem Olajuwon first round exits, and then you're going to shit on Shaq for a similar situation. Uh, my point is though, in '94, Olajuwon has no Hall of Famers. He wins the championship. That's a great. It's it's a, a one one guy thing. Okay. And I'm saying Shaq had uh, Van Axel, Eddie Jones, Sabalos. Um, telling me acting like these guys are fucking awesome. I'm saying that I, they're very comparable to the '94 Rockets. That's my point. I'm not saying they're fucking amazing. All right, and Tom Jonovich is a better coach. So, okay, but Eddie Jones is also a lot better than fucking Kenny Smith. All right, Shaquille O'Neal. Let me talk about Shaq here. He's never won a championship without a Hall of Famer. Shaquille O'Neal never was will win a championship without a Hall of Famer. First team All League eight years in a there row. There you go. Qu- quoting the 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 pizzazz. When uh, no, I will say this: Shaq's reign of dominance coincided with uh, all Ewing uh, Robinson and Olajuwon all leaving their prime. Okay. And that's something that Ewing Olajuwon or Robinson probably would have had eight straight first team, all NBAs if they had faced uh morning and Mutombo. David Robinson is better than Shaquille O'Neal. David Robinson was a better player, but look what. So what understand. I'm so confused that he's the better player, but you well, have no, 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 no. Shaq. When they played, okay, Shaq was, his game was pretty similar. Although I do think that Shaq got better at age 27, 28, 29. His statistics show that um, in his prime. And he also became bigger. 28, 29. How, what year was that? Um, 27, 28, 29 were the three championships. 2000, oh, 2000. Phil Jackson and Kobe Bryant came there. He was averaging. Or when Kobe Bryant emerged as Kobe Bryant. 30 and 13 and a half. But those teams were, that's like a fucking dream team. Go through that roster. I agree. But you look. could put Rick Smith's on that fucking team and they win a championship. <laughs> Dude, Shaq just kicked ass for so long. Doesn't matter. You're yes, an absolute does. fool. If you think Phil Jackson and Kobe Bryant don't matter. They do. They do. But Shaq uh, was getting the same stats or higher before Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Got and there. he was losing all the time, except uh, they went to the fucking finals. Well, with Penny Hardaway. Yeah. Well, and that was a year that we know. Get out of here with Penny Hardaway being some kind of fucking insane player. He was he's a better good, than Clyde Drexler was in 95. Uh, not statistically. No. no, he's a better fucking player. And everyone knows that everyone that watched the NBA knew Penny Hardaway. Dude, I don't remember. Clyde Penny. Drexler was old as fuck. Could barely Clyde get down the Drexler fucking was 32. Court. Penny Hardaway was like 22. Yes. And Penny Hardaway was way say, fucking better. No, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. You're a fool. I would say it's similar. We've accomplished nothing. Okay. You're a fool. You're an idiot. I can't believe you have Shaq. Number one, dude, for so many Show years. Me what, what's the good year without a hall of famer? Well, he played with fucking great players his whole career, but he was even better than them. No, no, that's why they won, dude. I mean, I, it didn't hurt. I'm, I'm not arguing that, but the dude 
went to the finals with Orlando. He went to uh, the finals four if, times. Okay. Here's the thing I want to ask Los you. Angeles. Here's what I want to ask you. If you put Shaq on the 94 Rockets team, do you think they win it all? I think Shaq on the 94 Rockets team uh, is probably the same as Shaq on the 95. Um, what's it called? Magic team. I, they lose in the Eastern Conference finals. They, they lose in the uh, NBA championship. <laughs> You're crazy. We totally disagree. You think that I think Shaq on the Rockets in 94 or 95, really both. I think they don't make it to the finals. Mm. Shaq, uh, for his, uh, prime here from age, uh, I know the stats, 20 dude. to 30 average 27.6 points. What, 12 point okay, one rebound. Let's attack it from a different point and of 2. view. 2.6 points. What, what's he better than with, with, with scoring? He's a better scorer than, uh, okay. What about everything else? Elijah one. Jump uh, shot. That's a factor of scoring. Who's who makes a better jump shot? Uh, Elijah. Who makes a better hook shot? From beyond five feet, probably Elijah. Just in general, who who's got a better hook shot? Uh, beyond uh, at three feet, I think that uh, you know, Hakeem Elijah has a better hook shot than Shaquille O'Neal. I don't know that I saw Hakeem throwing up tons of hooks, but yes, I would think that he would make it from. Who's a better free throw shooter? Certainly Hakeem. Who's a better three point shooter? Is that a factor? Yes, because Hakeem could hit threes. Shaq shot who is a better zero three threes point for like 20 years. No, I saw him make one once. Dude, right? All right. Hold who on, who hold had on. a higher field goal percentage? Hold on. I want to continue to attack this. Yeah. Who's, a, who's better at defense? Hakeem. Now there's an argument. Right? No, yeah. no, no. What? <laughs> Making a jump shot on a basketball court is not a fucking argument? Yeah, it's not when you don't have to do that. You're a you, fool. When, 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 We're talking about the best no, player no, no, ever. No, 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 no. You listen. You listen. You're a fucking <laughs> fool. Okay. Because... <laughs> Akeem Olajuwon doesn't have the body to allow him to back everyone down to one inch away from the hoop. So he has to take jump shots No, nope. where Shaq, he can, can also back get anyone to... down right next to the hoop and dunk it in their face. Okay. And that's why Shaq's uh, field goal percentage throughout his prime was 50 and the no charge percent. Well, is that not, is that not a factor? It's not because when, when was in no charge zone uh, initiated? I don't know, like 97, something like 97. That. Okay. So 93 through 96, if I can fucking stop clicking around like a jackass. 93 through 96. He actually had a higher field goal percentage. Sure. 58, 58. He developed a better hook later. Well, that should make his field goal percentage. No, I, I argued this with the Dwight Howard thing. No, cause you're still going to miss you further away from the basket. Um, I would argue this with the Dwight Howard thing is that his Shaq to me at least was a gamer and his game did evolve some, but to me, we didn't even talk about ball handling because Hakeem Olajuwon could get to the basket on a big man anytime he wanted to. Yeah. Because he, you you want to come out eight feet, he would blow by you. Yeah, I give you. And and look, I agree it's with not you. even close, dude. Half Shack number one is like, ah, oh, sticks in my craw. In their just filth. In their prime, okay. In their absolute prime. Although we didn't ever see them in their true prime together. We didn't see uh, uh, Shaq at twenty seven years old versus uh, Elijah one at thirty or Robinson at twenty eight. Right. We didn't get to see that, but. Again, Shaq's uh, uh, body of work at the age of 23, 24. Of course. I mean, is similar to what he was producing at, you know, in his prime. And so you can say that head to head, Olajuwon and uh, Robinson both outperformed Shaq. No, they're both better, ba- better players. It's that cut and dry to me. Another thing is Shaq is actually kind of not a great defensive player. Uh, he did block the shit out of some shots. Of yeah. course, because he's a complete freak of nature. But I'm saying overall, he was not known to be a stud. Yeah, he defensive couldn't steal player. the ball like yeah. them. Um, 
there's a, there's, there's the factor that like would be the differential because I think Shaq is a better offensive threat no. than Robinson or Olajuwon. No. Again, you can't, you can't. Stretching the defense means something. Yeah. Destroying the defense also means something. And, yeah. And Shaq and was able like to I do f- that. I actually think Olajuwon, even more so than Robinson, can, Robinson can, can, can destroy the defense, not maybe on Shaq's level, but definitely. In the post? Yeah. I don't know that I would consider either of those uh, on a post destroyer. I think he his game was more like he's the. I'll put it like this: I think Hakeem Olajuwon is the best post player since 1980. Uh, I would say Duncan's right there with that. I would argue. I would. I mean, I would take Olajuwon, but I think Duncan is right there. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I agree with that. So uh, you're giving me Olajuwon's a better post player. Post he's a moves. better. He's a better post player. No, because he's not as good in the low post because Shaq, all he has to do is turn around I and dump it in your that, face. Man. And he's also a better free throw shooter. So you have one thing for Shaq better than Elijah. <laughs> he's one. fucking amazing at it. You're being a fool, though, because look, that's like one thing. All right, let me ask you this. Who would you rather fight, right? <laughs> fucking Andre the Giant or Mike Tyson, right? Mike Tyson over Andre the Giant. Oh, no, no. Oh. Mike Tyson. I mean, I mean, under the giant over Mike Tyson. Yeah. Mike Tyson or Floyd Mayweather? Uh, easily Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. Floyd Mayweather, the far more skillful player, right? Boxing and basketball is not. It is the same thing. You're getting fucking bashed. You're getting destroyed, and you can't. There's nothing you can do about it because this person is so much bigger than you. Would you rather fight King Kong or fucking Spider Man? <laughs> what? You're a fool. Let me, read this, read. Let me read this ad read right and here. And Shaq is King College Kong. Experience is brought to you by Ace Per Head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book but don't know how because you want to argue with your friends forever? <laughs> Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wages graded immediately so you can know which friend is better. You can break down records and say, hey, I know more about fucking sports than you. <laughs> right? They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Once again, that's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. You're a fool. <laughs> it's just blasphemy. Like, we just went through every asset of, or every asset, every facet of basketball. Yeah, and you've gotten one thing that Shaq is better than, and he's way better at him. No, he's not way better in the post than fucking Akeem. He's Lajuan. way better at backing people down and dunking on them. But that's there's many attributes to fucking being in the post. That's even more specific. Then you're even taking a nugget of the post and saying he's one fucking thing better than every other thing. Let me, that let me see does. what uh, I'd be curious in his rookie year because that was the only year he didn't have a penny. Uh, what Shaq? Accomplished playoff wise, I don't know that this. I don't think gonna... they made the playoffs his rookie year. No, I don't think so. Maybe that's why they got the draft pick. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. They fucking. Uh... That's why the NBA's stupid. They had the the least likely pick to. Uh... Yeah. And they won the number one because they went like they went like thirty eight and forty one and yeah. they won the number one. Yeah, that actually favors your argument a little bit. I... Although. There were plenty of times during uh, Elijahwan's prime where they were going forty-one and forty-one. No, that's fair. Forty-four and thirty-eight. But because, like, to me, like you do, like I, I talk shit about Rudy John, Tom Jonathan. I don't believe he's a that caliber of a coach. I don't think he'd be mentioned on anyone's like. He's not on Pat Riley's level. I mean, he's not. On, I don't think he's on anyone's like best coaches. Shaq was given the two best coaches. Aside Popovich, look, 
is making a strong case. Popovich, Riley, and Jackson are, are under, easily the three best coaches category. in the past forty years. Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone would fucking argue. Right. That anyone is close to that. And Shaq had two of them. Isn't and check us out. If there was a fourth, I think they'd argue Larry Brown. Maybe. Yeah. I'm fairly certain. Who else would even be in that fourth? I don't know, but Larry Brown, took, Larry Brown took the Pacers, the Sixers, the Pistons, all to the finals, and he won with the Pistons. He took the Pistons twice. It's a very strong argument. I actually think Larry Brown's probably better than a lot of other coaches that, we, that, that got championships. Yeah. Multiple championships. Yeah. Sloan will be up there. Like Sloan is, is criminally underrated. Yeah. Carmelo makes free throws. <laughs> he gets his shine. Jesus. <laughs> Sloan is light years ahead of Rudy, Rudy Tomchanovich to me. You think? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, if you would have put Hakeem in, in, I in Utah, yeah. holy fuck. Yeah. They would have created some type of system. It would have been pick and roll. They would, Sloan was a fucking great thinker, man. Yeah. I, I really believe Sloan they would have done something yeah. for him. That's true. Elijah was running into a brick wall for a long well, time. I mean, you saw Cheney elsewhere. It was horrible. Detroit. Uh, New York, like he had bounced around the league and been really unsuccessful. Yeah. So it's a no brainer that like he's squandering a fucking hall of fame. Talent. Yeah. Yeah. And then how about this then? If you want to say that, how about we can argue Penny didn't make the hall of fame and won't probably because he got injured, but that year he was a hall of famer, right? Just like hold he on. maintained that his entire career, yes, which I think he would have. Okay. I actually think he would have got a lot better. I would say the same about Ralph Sampson. Yeah, I mean, Elijah was and in they the, went finals, to the finals the second year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Or was it his rookie year? One of the two. I think it was second. Yeah. My point is... Although Samson was, at that time... I don't know. They were very close to who determining who Alpha was. I think Samson was first team all NBA that year, but Elijah Wan was the higher scorer on that he team. He was never as quick, as good as Elijah Wan, in my opinion. Yeah, and I no. mean, I was like a four-year-old, but I'm like basing off of games I've seen. Right, right, yeah. right. What I'm saying is... I think even though Elijah Wan was the better player, even then, I think he may not have been featured as much. Or, well, Samson to me had Samson was like a very, very good Brad Daughter. He was listed as power forward. And he was seven foot four. He's a very good Brad Daughter to me. Yeah, yeah. So, like he's a, he was soft in many ways, but he had great finesse. Yeah, in his game. Yeah, huge um, and finesse. But Elijah Wan was a Elijah Wan could do like I'm part junkyard dog, and then part of me is like. Yeah. Dude, you're a fool if you actually believe. Uh, my my argument stands with this. You put Shaq on the 94 Rockets. They I don't think they make it out of the first round. We'll never know. Of course. This is whole fucking thing is hypothetical. <laughs> this whole thing is uh su- you know, subjective. Yeah. But I can tell you if you're quoting stats, how about this? Let's just write down what Hall of Famers <laughs> coaching and players that both of them play yeah. with. Uh, Hall of Famers on that Shaq played with only Kobe, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Wade. Do we really count? Like, are we gonna put Carl Malone? Carl <laughs> Malone put up good years that year. Good, good stats numbers. that year. He's like Drexler on on in fucking. They lost in the finals that year. Yeah. Gary Payton was the starting point guard on that team. Look, that that team was winning championships before they got I, there. I, I, I'm well aware of that. Yeah. But check us out. Gary Payton was also the starting point guard on the Miami team. Boom. <laughs> Fair enough. Although Payton was old by then, but um, look, yeah, I think that's a confounding factor. Look, and let me push back. You on cannot you. tell me Shaq's the best center. I, like, me, I truly don't believe. And what's even crazier. And even is that Robinson's better than Shaq. Well, yeah. And that's what I want to pull up right now. Uh, 
You you're hurting your own fucking argument. Well, it's only because Rob, when Robinson finally got a, a great coach and another Hall of Famer, he won the championship, just like Shaq. Yeah. What's the fucking difference? It's true. Uh Robinson versus Shaq early on before Robinson's injury. Okay. I'll go through. I want to say they played it looks like six times. Okay. Uh Robinson 23 and 16, Shaq 19 and 13. Shaq's a rookie, Robinson's in his prime. Um yeah, some second of second game. Fair. Robinson 30 and 7, Shaq and Shaq 15 and 13. Uh next game. Robinson 23 and 10. Or no, 23 and 11, rather. Uh Shaq 21 and 19. Uh next game. Robinson 36 and 13. Shaq 32 and 11. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest thing. Robinson 24. I mean, look, and 14, I think Robinson's Shaq, better. You don't need to convince me. I would take David Robinson over Robinson Shaquille 34 and 12. How about another thing? Shaq 28 and 13. Is that, I mean, obviously Shaq had beef with, with his own play. I mean, I think it was more Kobe driven, but in general, it wasn't like those champ. He just sustained a level of dominance for so long. And who, who was the second best center in the NBA then? Morning. I think I, and mm. the defense rests his case. <laughs> I agree with you. There. When you when Olajuwon's playing against Ewing, Robinson, Matumbo, and and Morning and Shaq, all of them were there then. Let me say this: yeah. when they were playing against each other, Robinson and Olajuwon were both better than Shaq, and Ewing was but right there with Shaq. Fucking dumbass system. But look, what I'm saying is yeah. this: what I'm remembering more, and the rules changed. I'm not remembering yeah. 1994, right, and 95. Well, you what should. I'm remembering you is say it's a recency bias. Well, no, I'm just remembering Shaq from 2000 to 2002 and that team not needing to play a single game in the season. It's like the Warriors now. It was like those teams didn't need to fucking play, and of Shaq course. was the leader on those teams. Um, but that and team Shaq was, was so th- much better than everybody. It's true. Pull up all the players. I would love to. I, I'm not. We can it's, go position per position. It's not even no, close. It's not even close. You're right. Yeah. But uh it's it's splitting hairs to me. No. It's splitting hairs. Because there's only one thing like I, David Robinson. I'll I'll go toe for toe arguing what David Robinson's better than Shaq with. Shaq has one spot that he's better than him. Look, dude, I Shaq fucking shit on my favorite player, made made up lies about him. They had a huge beef. At the time, I fucking hated Shaq more than. Let Omar, me ask you this: more than Jordan at the time. Uh, let me ask you. And this. so, you know how much pain it caused me to fucking say Shaq is better. But I have to say, Shaq fucking kicked the league's ass for longer than Robinson did. Okay, that doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, yeah, sure, but also they were out of their prime. But how about this? Yeah, I think if you put ninety-two or ninety-four or ninety-three, ninety-five Robinson on the Lakers with Phil Jackson and Kobe Bryant, yeah, and Rick Fox and Robert Ory. And uh, what, what Derek Fisher and Glenn Rice? Yeah, Robinson, they're winning the championship. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Robinson and if you put Akeem Olajuwon, I, I think and if you Akeem put, did it with even, I think even if you less. put Patrick Ewing on those teams, they're winning it all. I agree. You, you might even just put John Koncak on and win it all. <laughs> like, I mean, you might. Right. I mean, you saw him do it with Luke Longley. I mean, he had a Scottie Pippen. There was no Scottie Pippen on that team. I would say Phil Jackson and Kobe Bryant proved without Shaq. You can the, win a championship. And and what what's your argument to that? That's a great argument. Um but uh obviously they got Gasol, who's a very good player. I don't know that he'll be a Hall of Famer. They had a lot but of talent he's a very around good player. Him, man. 
Derek Fisher. Yeah, but he was on the, the Shaq team. If you're going to give him credit, yeah. there. No, but Ori no was on the Shaq ne- team. No one needed to be there, sure. Shaq's, uh, that's, uh, it's almost on, Shaq's never played in a situation where you can judge him strictly by himself, you know? Um, that's so, why I, it's, a, it's it like blasphemy that he's number one, because if, you, if you're telling me on every other category besides one spot, he, that Robinson, and you could actually say, I mean, I think Robinson allows one for sure. Ewing and certain. Here, here's my real argument. Yeah. Here's my real argument. At their very peak, right? Robinson and Olajuwon were both a little bit better than Shaq, right? At their very peak. I mean, it's not, right? even, I don't even think but a little bit better. Shaq. It's not even a little uh, bit better to me. Okay. Because Olajuwon's the best defensive player at the time, if you put him at his peak. And he's also unguardable. That's true. Robinson and Olajuwon at their very peaks offensively were on Shaq's level. Uh, defensively, they were both. Defensively, they were superior to Shaq. So how do you have so Shaq So that's what I'm saying is, but Shaq, uh, Olajuwon struggled a long time. There were years when he was scoring 21 points for game. They were like four, three, three, four years in a row where he's like averaging me like 21, 23 points per game. And Shaq for an entire like 13 year period was like between 26 and 30. Like, okay. He could always score. He was a better scorer through his career than Elijah Wanda Robinson, regardless of whether a skill set or not. And defensively they were better. So yeah, in terms of absolute peak, uh, but I would still argue I think Elijah Wanda Robinson were better, but I think Shaq's close to that peak, just below that peak lasted way longer than it did for Robinson or Elijah. Robinson being out of the league for two years, I also think the fact that you're not playing against that many Both of them spending four years in college makes a difference. Shaq only spending the two. real thing behind all of this before we do another seven hour podcast. Cause I think we're already, geez, we're already, pa- we need to stop. All right, let's go. We got to go. This is the college experience. We argue forever, especially during a quarantine, get yeah. drunk, enjoy life. Follow us on, uh, on, uh, you know, all the platforms, follow the sports gambling podcast on Instagram. They're fucking hilarious. And I do a lot of the content over there, but also follow them on Twitter at the SGP network. Follow Patty C on Twitter at Patty C a three one and follow me on Twitter at the Colby D. I hope you even tuned into this because at some point you're probably like, these are just drunken idiots that just want to argue with each other. That's all we do. Yes. But this is the college experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.